Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the second season of the Getting Close with Mike Marback podcast. Excuse me, the now award-winning Getting Close with Mike Marback podcast. That's right. We are no longer nominated. We are the winners. We won the best podcast or web series, and since we are not a web series, uh, I'm not going to include that in further reference to this award, and I'm sure there will be many more references. Uh, yeah, we won the best podcast category, which is fantastic. Thank you so much for everyone that voted. I don't know why I keep saying we. I don't know what the we is about. Maybe I'm including the the guests, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, it would otherwise be just me talking for three hours to myself, and that's no fun uh, for anybody, really. Uh, they actually made a joke about that at the at the award show at World Cafe Live, uh, where it was things we said goodbye to in 2012, and it was three hours of our lives listening to Getting Close with Mike Marbeck podcast. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And true. Uh, three hours for you. Much, much more for me. I got news for you. It's over a day of your life if you've listened to all of these, and I apologize for that. Uh, no, I don't. I hope you enjoyed them uh, as much as I do. Uh, and thank you to all of the 14 guests, from starting with, with Kristen Shear, number one, who said, uh, I don't know who's going to listen to this. Well, nobody, but uh, people apparently at least recognized it enough to vote. Uh, and ending with um, Chip Chantry and everybody in between, thank you. It's been a really, really, really good time. Uh, the Without Awards, speaking of a good time, were uh, exactly that. Uh, I did pretty well. I did pretty, pretty, pretty well. Not only did I win the Best Podcast category, uh, but uh, Asteroid, the group that I coach, the Fit House team, Asteroid, won Best Improv Group and Best Short Run Show. Not only that, but two Asteroid members... Luke Field and Jessica Ross walked away with the Best Improviser uh, Award. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, they were kind of making jokes that that particular category may not be seen again. And uh, I'd be fine with that. Uh, because uh, having Best Improviser uh, just kind of goes against the whole philosophy of improv, where it's a team thing and you're trying to make everybody look good. Uh, it's kind of odd to separate... Uh, best male and female improviser like that. Uh, they do awards in Chicago called the Dell Awards uh, at I.O. Chicago. And I remember someone telling me, I wasn't there for this, but someone, a story got passed down uh, that uh, Dave Pasquese of TJ and Dave, if you're uh, familiar with improv uh, heroes, uh, he won the award for best improviser and his award speech was something along the lines of, if I won this, then I haven't really done my job. My job is to make the other person look good. So, that's that's true. So if we don't see the best male and female improviser categories again, that will be fine with me. Uh, but I do understand, like Aaron said, uh, I believe in his podcast, or at least to my face, off the record, that they, they wanted more improv awards, and that was one way to go about doing it. Either way... Uh, two of my people won, 
and uh, we won Best Improv Group, Best Short Run Show, and Best Podcast. So it was a pretty, pretty good night for Mr. Marbeck. Thank you very much to everyone that voted. Uh, if you didn't go to the awards, if you don't follow without.net, make sure that you do, first of all. But I will read off the winners of the 2013 Without Awards for Philadelphia Comedy. Best Stand-Up Comedian, Aaron Herzog. Friend of the podcast, Aaron Herzog. Uh, Best Sketch Group, the Fico Brothers. Uh, I've asked them a couple times to uh, come on the podcast, and uh, I don't believe it's going to happen. I'm not going to ask them again. Uh, Best Improv Group, Asteroid, the aforementioned Asteroid. Uh, Best Stand-Up Bit, First Guy in the World, slash Netflix, Aaron Herzog. Don't know what that is, uh, but I'm sure it's pretty funny. Uh, Best Sketch, Mystery Science, Andre 3000. Uh, Really funny sketch. Uh, I don't know if it was nominated or not, but the Fico Brothers Doctor sketch uh, was probably one of my favorite sketches of last year. Uh, So, yeah, just saying. Uh, Best Male Improviser, Luke Field. Best Female Improviser, Jessica Ross. Best Regular Show, Camp Woods Plus. Well-deserved. Camp Woods Plus, I've been to several of them, and it really was a good time. Uh, Best Short Run or One-Time Show, The Improvised B-Movie Double Feature. Presented by Asteroid. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough uh, about Asteroid and, and that run that we had. It was uh, was really, really, really good. A lot of, a lot of good times there. Uh, but if I were to pick a, a particular show that was not nominated, if I remember correctly, that but should have been, it's uh, once again going back to the going back to the Fico brothers. Uh, it was Crotch the Throne. Crotch the Throne. Uh, probably uh, my favorite sketch show of all of last year. Really, really, really tight shit. Uh, special achievement in the field of tweeting, Mary Radzinski. Uh, if you don't follow her, make sure that you do, at Mary Radzinski. Uh, best podcast slash web series, Getting Close with Mike Marbach. That's right, folks. Getting Close with Mike Marbach. This one. You're listening to it right now. Best open mic, sketch up or shut up. Uh, congrats to Brian Kelly, who runs that, and all the groups that show up monthly to um to kind of work things out it's a it's a really cool show if you haven't been there be sure that you go and best new act davinger uh with several uh very good friends of mine and uh coached by maggie keegan uh congrats to them very fun improv group check them out uh what else is happening um sideshows lots of sideshows over the last few weeks we are uh, ending uh, our winter run our second annual winter run we book side shows in weeks where fit does not have shows and in the winter fit hibernates so it uh, allows the sideshow to thrive in the winter so we have week after week of shows and they have been really 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 good like really good stuff uh it was the Sideshow Presents No When to Leave, hosted by Shannon Brown and Brendan Kennedy. That was a pretty amazing time. Uh, Bing Supernova uh, by Chip Chantry was there. Fastball Bob was there. Um, John Nunn, who I hadn't seen before, so funny. Uh, yeah, that, that show was uh, pretty, pretty great. Um, a couple other highlights of the Sideshow run this winter have been uh, Lizzie Spellman. Host a musical guest a couple weeks back, uh, always fantastic. Trevor Cunyon, uh, first time I saw him do stand-up, and my God, he was funny. So good. Uh, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but uh, 
is really, really, really funny. His delivery is just fantastic, and it just suits his voice so well. Uh, just like with uh, Daring Dalton, the nominated, without nominated, Daring Dalton, for Best New Act, unfortunately did not win uh, for them. Uh, but yeah, Dog Mountain's lucky to have him. Hot Dog, with the uh, aforementioned Luke Field and Jessica Ross, had a pretty great show. Uh, Cake Bear debuted. Uh, so check them out as well, uh, and what else, uh, Chaperone had a really good, really good set, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's just too many good things to mention about this particular run of shows at Sideshow, uh, though I will mention, tomorrow is the second anniversary of Iron Lung, and there is Aria making her voice known, um, as Mike Butler calls it, the Kitten Close with Mike Marbeck Podcast. Um, second anniversary of Iron Lung tomorrow, starting at 8 p.m. at the Arts Parlor. Uh, tomorrow being tonight, as this should air, air uh, get posted on Friday uh, the 25th. Uh, so that, that would be tonight, Friday the 25th at 8 p.m. Arts Parlor, 11, 1170 South Broad Street, uh, $5.00. BYOB, check it out. Uh, speaking of Iron Lung, that's this podcast. This podcast, the first of the second season of the Getting Close, the award-winning Getting Close with Mike Marbeck podcast, uh, is centered around Iron Lung. I had many of them, as you will discover or know, for uh, 101 class. I, I welcome them into improv and... Uh, in a way, I'm also taking taking them taking them out of it. Uh, not really, but in a way, they're uh, they're all very good friends of mine, and uh, it's been pretty cool to watch them grow up in improv. Uh, watch them grow as individuals. Watch them grow as friends. Uh, watch them watch the learning uh, cycle. It's just been really interesting for me in particular to. Uh, uh, to watch, I guess. Uh, we talk about a lot of things uh, throughout the podcast, uh, starting with uh, what sort of things they did before they actually got the Iron Lung, uh, going through the training center, uh, how they met, how they formed, how that came about, the whole naming process, uh, different getting different coaches, uh, forms, uh, feelings about all those different things. It was a really good conversation, especially if you were on an uh, indie team. And what can happen when you just have a group that wants to make things happen, uh, that wants to be as legit, so to speak, as they possibly can. Uh, and this was, was one of the groups I felt that did that. You know, they all kind of came out of classes. There have been other groups throughout town that have come out of classes, but I don't think many of them um, prior to Iron Lung really did what they did. So yeah, props to uh, props to them for everything that they've accomplished over the last two years, uh, and you're about to hear all of it. Uh, okay, well I will be quiet and stop adding the minutes to this thing, and just shush, and allow us all to get close with Iron Lung. Hey everybody, uh, I am here with Iron Lung. This is the Getting Close with Mike Marbeck podcast. Here with Iron Lung. And uh, what we're going to do is start with the right, 
Just say your name. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> when I point to you <laughs> and nothing else. Maureen. Carly. Corinne. Simon. Tara. Kevin. <laughs> I like that. Like sounding off. Uh, <laughs> and Dennis will be here soon. So at some point, Dennis will come in and interrupt the podcast. Uh, and I don't think I'd have it any other way. Um, all right, we'll go back around, uh, starting with Kevin, because, Kevin, you had your chance on the Getting Close with Beardo podcast uh, to say some things. But I want you to, what I want you to do is go around and just talk about yourself before Iron Lung. Sure. Um, before Iron Lung, theater-wise, I uh, did some plays in college and had a lot of fun with that. And I took a class at the UCB. A 101 there. Had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, I met Iron Lung in our 201 class with Amy Rowe. That was, that was sums it up. Okay. Tiara? It's on the streets. <laughs> I wasn't sorry. What? what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, um. what did you do before... Iron Lung came into existence. It wasn't on the streets. Um, I, uh, I went to school. Um, what did you go to school for? I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Um, I went to school for theater, women's studies, and organizational studies. I came to Philadelphia to do an apprenticeship at Arden Theater Company. Um, from I, New York, right? From... Denison was in Ohio. Oh, I thought you were in Buffalo or something. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. I'm from all over. <laughs> well, um, um, I have family in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I did um, three years of improv in college with Burpee's CD Theatrical Company, oldest improv group, college improv group in the country. And so I did short form primarily. And so then um, I, um, Amy's 201 class at FIT, where I met Iron Lung, was my sort of first foray into Philadelphia comedy as well as long form comedy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Simon. Um, so in college, I took an acting class, Acting 101, uh, up at Rutgers, and it was really method, and our, our teacher was kind of a head case and didn't like scripts, so we did improv there, actually. Um, but we did less <coughs> acting and more listening to her talk about her boyfriend and stuff. Um, and then... Uh, so it was a pretty good class. It was a great class. Yeah, it was really entertaining. Um, then, like, my buddy got into improv up in New York. Uh, James Dwyer is up there right now. And he uh, kind of had me and my friends doing improv in the uh, living room of our house. Um, and then coming down here, I started with the incubator a little bit. And then it took 101... <coughs> with Corinne and, you know, Nick, uh, Nick teaching it, and then, uh, got into 201, met Nick Gillette. Long. What's that? Nick Gillette. Nick Gillette, yes. That is his last name. <laughs> it <laughs> it <is>. names. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, the rest is history, Iron Long. Okay. Um, well, before Iron Long, I was just kind of roaming around as your average college dropout, um, <laughs> before college, like, I did acting and stuff um, in high school and a lot of community theater in college. I kind of put that on the back burner and decided to dance more. What stuff did you do in high school, in college? Um, I did plays, um, your typical African-American plays. 
Whiz. Raisin in the sun. <laughs> no, never that. Actually. Oh. Staged good times. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. Um, Roots, the musical. <laughs> um, then, yeah, like I said, during college, I did dancing, um, and I was I started t- after college after I dropped out. I started taking acting classes when I came home, trying to keep myself off the streets. Uh, Don't end up like Tara. Yeah. Um, and then I came across Fit. Took level one with Simon and Nick Gillette, and then Iron Lung formed from Amy. Amy's two hundred one. Yeah. Carly. Well, um, in third grade, I almost had a speaking part in a play, but it was canceled <laughs> due to snow. Wait, I forgot my third grade. Play. You can't speak during snow. No, it, we lived in Connecticut, so we um. missed too many days of school, so they canceled our play. That's the extent of my of my theater background. <laughs> almost having almost, a almost, theater background. I was almost big. Um, and then I sort of fell into... I took Improv 101 with the infamous Mike Marbach. Infamous. Um, and then that Amy's asshole. 201 class. And that, was, that, was, that was it. Keep them count. Turn. Yes, it is. Uh, hi, I'm Maureen. Uh, hi, Maureen. Hi, Maureen. <laughs> Maureen. Hi. Uh, I'd like to say my theater started when uh, I was in sixth grade. I was in the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played one of the kings. <laughs> <laughs> and then Which I did... king? <laughs> I think it was Balthasar. I don't know. Is that Mer? I was thinking Frankincense. Um, that's from something else. Is that a Pokemon? <laughs> no, that's Bulbasaur. Yeah, that's Bulbasaur. <laughs> Isn't that one of the demons? In Listen, Hell? he's one of the wise Balthasar men. Look it up. Come on, guys. I got it. An angel, I think. All right. Um, and then I did some community theater when I was in high school where I played, um, you know, angry protester. It was one of my my biggest things. Uh, And then after that, when I was in college, I took some acting classes where we did some improv. And then when I graduated, I signed up for my Fit 101 with Mike Marbach. And that's where I met most of you guys. And then 201 happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was it. Cool. Jess. Uh, My name's Jess. Uh, I I was an animation major in college. Um, So we did a lot of voiceover work. And then when I got out of college, I worked for uh, a communication company. So they would literally walk through the, the office and be like, you're in a commercial, you're in a commercial. Oh, you're wearing a black shirt, you're in there too. So we did a lot of just like spot commercials for things. Um, never wanted to be an actor. Uh, I went into comedy. And Daryl Charles, who's a short former here in Philadelphia, one of the best comics, I think, uh, saw that I was struggling with... Um, See, looking at the audience and feeling comfortable on stage, and he suggested taking improv. And then I had Mike Marbach, and I think by the, our second class, our second level, uh, Iron Lung started actually, like, we just started meeting, and then we just formed. So I had Jess, no. Maureen, Carly, I didn't have you for anything. Um, he was talking to Tara, guys. I'm yeah. untapped. Wait, you never, <laughs> she was never in any of that, really? No, she somehow slipped... Slip through the cracks there. No, There's still time, Marbach. No, there's not. Uh, <laughs> and Dennis. We were all the one through. We had you twice. Um, so what I was going to ask is, you guys that have had me, which I guess is, Most of you guys are separated from the rest. Uh, 
you, you clearly continued. What was it about the class? I'm not saying, what was it about me that was so good? <laughs> Isn't that uh, what you're saying? I want to say, in particular, there, there was one class where um, we had to do a dancing diamond. I was going to the same thing. And Mike made us dance for the full two hours, two and a half hours that we had class together. <laughs> so I think that was the moment I knew. I just knew I had to keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, I, think, I think that one thing that... Mike started to do in the first level, and I think it was kind of the focus of the first level was sort of like building the group, like, not just like building, like we all kind of, the class was sort of felt like a team, and it was sort of like very much about trusting your teammates and working together and stuff like that, so I think that that kind of like set up the, set the scene for us actually making a team and sticking with it. Improv was really uncomfortable for me at first because I didn't know how to step outside of my... Everyone has that persona that they think they have, and I literally think level one is like, get over yourself, like, just kind of have fun. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do that with the group, you start to realize if I can let my skin down with them and and have fun. Like, I hated every single thing about Hotspot. I don't know the songs that, like, I'm from a different, almost a different generation, (laughs) and you guys were doing songs, and I'm pulling out, like, you know... Uh, tomorrow, like Annie songs, because it's like something I knew that you guys might know. And it was just like, and you're like, try a little harder in hot spot. Like, ah. Just used to have to hand crank the gramophone. Yeah. <laughs> you whippersnapper. I had trouble with that game, too, because uh, I couldn't think fast enough. And Marby would, uh, you'd come up behind me and push me in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge my choice. <laughs> Which definitely uh, helped because I had no choice but to just do it, and so eventually got over that uh, hesitation. You're mm-hmm. good at hot spot now. Yeah, I am. Look at that today. <laughs> uh, I gotta ask, what was the, what was just being passed around? So it turns out that uh, Balthazar. Oh no. Is is one of the three kings? I, I told you guys. She <laughs> was she was right. very correct. Wikipedia. She knew who she was. She, she has the us. memory of a wise sage. <laughs> a magi. Uh, okay, so you all had the same tool on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amy. Yeah. Which was Amy, Amy Rowe. Rowe. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you talk about that classman? She's <laughs> the most loving person. Like uh, she was, it's, it was a pleasure. I loved like sometimes she was so happy with like the offer she gave us. You know, she's like, <laughs> you know, let's do this, and it's just like, and the word will be, blo- yeah, I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely like good to have an instructor who's very enthusiastic. And with Amy, she's like almost overly enthusiastic, which rubs off on you. Um, and she's also, you know. A great performer, so it was um, a very comfortable yeah. space yeah. to be in. Yeah. Really, just have no uh, no reservations about getting out there and and trying something big. Yeah. But Amy, Amy was great. Uh, she would always give you examples, and when you're kind of first starting, you like don't know the realm of possibility for things to do. So Amy was great that she always like you could have done this in that situation or this, and that would have been awesome. And so that was like really <laughs> helpful to start. Okay. Yeah, and she yeah. tends to, like, play along and, like, get involved and kind of jump in, and if she has an idea and we're doing something, she'll just, like, jump in and do a scene, so it was just kind of very, I don't know, she's very involved. You know? Yeah. It was, uh, and, and primarily, to one, it was, like, two-person scenes, so it's, like, getting super comfortable 
just working with one other person. So I think it was a solid foundation for us. Yeah. And I just feel like we were really lucky in the group of people. Like, not just Iron Long, but there were other people in that class. Yeah, there were. were. There were. Cool. <laughs> Who else was cool. in the class? They were cool. They were cool people. They were good. Um, and, yeah, like, just... I, like, I know for me, like, I wasn't comfortable doing improv. I don't think anybody is really comfortable when they're first starting out doing improv. Like, I was, like, really standoffish in class. <laughs> but, like, everybody was just really awesome. And I remember a scene, like, when Tara did a scene where she was a horse who applied <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, like, I was just like, that oh, my God. I was, like, so my... fascinated with Tara. I was like, oh, my God. That was, that was amazing. I think that was probably one of the most committed characters yes. I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she she flopped around on the floor for, like, three minutes. Um, it was amazing to watch. It was absolutely compelling stuff, just, like, trying to put on lipstick with hooves. <laughs> so I can't good. I remember so that. So good. And <laughs> sit in a chair. Yeah. Well, it's hard for a horse to sit in a chair. Am I right, Dennis? Dennis has arrived. Danny. And to a half-hearted <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I don't want to yell over your podcast. Danny. Hurt the listeners' ears. Too late. They've already turned it off. <laughs> level, but also by level two, we started seeing like some of some of the characters that we were pulling out. Like I. I loved your Bronx, like, dude guy. Like, you have, like, this awesome per- character you used to pull out, and your Russian girl. The, Maureen has a great Russian uh, character she pulled out a lot. And I just used to love seeing those two interact. <laughs> so, it was interesting seeing those. Like, people feeling comfortable enough to share. Yeah, we were talking about uh, 201, but we can go back to... <laughs> did you just Which one did that? you kiss? He kissed it. Both of them. There's a photo that Dennis just... Kissed of Jessica Ross and Kevin Pettit. You Kissing. don't see a lot of triple kisses in photos. No. I guess. Not enough. Uh, Not enough. <coughs> you had me for 101. Uh, yeah. I had asked them, what was it in the class, because uh, you were new to improv then, right? What was it in the class that made you want to keep going the 201? Where you met these jokers? Uh, I think I mentioned before that I like. As soon as I got the first laugh by being oh, right, goofy, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> so that, that was it. Because I always had, I was always kind of, quote, unquote, the weird one. All my friends were like, oh, you're weird. And I just need an outlet for all those weird thoughts. And then I found it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. yeah, you did. Uh, and, excuse me, 201. What was it in, uh, in 201? How did, how did that class feel for you? That was terrible. Yeah. Amy sure. Rowe was <laughs> the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Totes. Uh, Totes. No, it was, it was great. It was like a continuation. I'm like, oh, you know, if it was a one-time thing, I'd be like, oh, I'm bored. But it's like, oh, this is as good or better. Um, if I'm comparing uh, instructors, uh, probably much worse. Farce, right? Far worse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when did this start to feel like Hey, let's do this more than just th- two and a half hours a week. That was just a decision at a bar. Like right, literally, yeah. we were at where we were after. Where was after class? The open mic. It was who was there? Me. It was an open mic. It was Mo, me, Kevin, Dennis, and Tara. Were you there? You were there with us. And we just turned oh. around to Dan Vitrana, who was doing a show called. 
Yeah, that was taboo. At Taboo, and he, well, it was another open mic, but he's like, oh, we're starting a new show. And, go, and I asked about it, and he goes, oh, you have to be an improv group to be in it. So then I turned to these guys, I'm like, oh, you have to be an improv group to be in it. And I'm like, you guys want to be an improv group? They're like, yeah, let's be an improv group. So I turned around to him, I'm like, yeah, we're an improv group. And he's like, well, what's your name? And I turned around to them, and like within seconds, what did you, you just no. pulled it out. No, you? it was me. We pulled out Iron Lung because we had a thing against Incubator, um, or well, we were we just felt like Incubator or was in, uh, inclusive in a way. Like I don't know, I'm sure it isn't, but we just got that <laughs> feeling that it was. No, I think we <laughs> having just never been be... there, we just assumed. <laughs> so, um, so we the people just... that have never been there, I <laughs> felt don't that it was yeah. too inclusive. <laughs> you mean the totally open, yeah. for everyone? The love fest yeah. of improv? Yeah, the people that go out of their way to say anyone is welcome. <laughs> like the Ellis Island of improv are too inclusive. Incubate yes. is great. That's exactly that's what, what it is. That's the point I thought it was based at. off a movie. I didn't yeah, know. I'm hearing this. It's based off Incubator. So <laughs> we, <laughs> hearing, I we thought of... I uh, didn't know that. That's what I came up... That's how I came up with the name. I was like, well, what else is kind of something that like is sort of like an incubator, incubator or an iron... And I was like, an iron lung's kind of like that when people would get sick and they'd get, you know, Polio. incubated in this little, so, this huge tub thing. Here's how I remember it. It's <laughs> 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 the warm, fuzzy exactly version. Exactly how I remember it. And I said Iron Lung. Right. And this happened at right. a bar, people. So, it yes. did. We were drinking. So. The, the In a thing, matter of seconds. The thing to remember is that I think we, we had hung out on more than one occasion after class. We'd no go out to a bar, usually the open mic, and see Jess perform and other people do stand-up. At Raven Lounge? No, this was when it was right around the corner. The exchange bar. And I, oh, yeah. I think we went, to, we went to Oscars one yes. night. It was this is how I remember it. This is how I remember it. We were at this, if you've never <laughs> oh, been to Oscars, <laughs> listeners of uh, Getting Close with Mike Marbach, go to Oscars. It is, it is a quintessential dive bar. Shout out to Oscars. Yeah, no. Getting close with Mike Barbeck podcast. Just go there. <laughs> they they pull out ashtrays at like 11 p.m. and you can smoke. I don't know. Not that I want to do that anymore. <laughs> but um, we were sitting around and we were drinking heavily. and uh, Or at least I was. And uh, we were talking shop. And the thing that I remember is the Iron the Lung from The Big Lebowski. Yes! He was so into that at the time, too. Still am. It's a great, it's a great movie. <laughs> But uh, I see. I don't remember. We might have been talking Oscars. about Incubator, and then um, Iron. Now I'm the asshole. I'm gonna believe Maureen because <laughs> my understanding is she came up with it. Yes. And I yeah. think you're like, oh, I like that idea because I, I it's do. like Big Lebowski. I think that's. I think it's. I think it's that. And it was in seconds, man. It was seconds. Like I turned around and yeah. he's like, "What's the name?" I turned well, around, bang, and I just said, "Bang." I think what it was is name. that we were talking about it at Oscars, and then when you turned around, we're like, "Hey, let's go to name." Like the week after that, that's when I was like, "Iron Lung" or the Iron Lung. The, the, yeah. the Iron Lung. That's what I remember at first. And the, then I was like, "Drop, drop the the." <laughs> I'll, I'll, I do remember that night at Oscars, and I think that's probably where that name first came from. But all I remember myself that night was hearing Iron Lung and being like. Like the Radiohead AP? Like the Radiohead yeah. AP? Like the Radiohead yeah. AP? And everyone ignoring me and not doing what I was doing. I love you, I love you, man. You're like, shut up, Simon. Nobody loves Radiohead as much and, as you do. Yeah, and you sent us a YouTube link. And we're like, and we're like, ugh. What 
more with the Radiohead. And, and then, and then, finally, years later, someone played it as our intro to a show, and I was like, "See, it does exist." And I was finally vindicated behind the curtain. And so there are your down. there are your three competing theories of where Iron Lung came from. I believe none of them. Uh, no one will know because they're lost to the whimsy of alcohol. So going back to the open mic. Yes. Uh, well, no, actually, to wherever it was, I guess he was kind of key Damn in the creation. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Of of he the team. He offered us our first he offered show. us our very first show. <laughs> never like seen us. Well, the thing is, though, is he had no clue what improv was either, because he's just like, so uh, how many minutes do you guys need? <laughs> and it was just like it was like he he didn't know anything about it, and that's what I I loved it because he thought it was like sketch, and so he it was the weird weirdest questions, and we we're like. Well, we need a place to warm up. We need like it was just we were warming up in a we were warming up in an alleyway, in, in like the neighborhood, and like we remember the massage guys like what are you guys doing? <laughs> Scaring away my customers. We're like, big booty, big booty, big booty. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Horrible. But yeah, but Dan Petrano gave us, and then he liked us enough, and we got a biweekly. Was it by? Yeah, we oh, were yeah. the we were the house team. We were the at, house team at, at Sketch Playground. It's quite essential to what made us. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Damatrano is like our our rabbi, like yeah. in the in the New York City like cop sense, where like your rabbi like helps you out and, and makes your career for you. I didn't realize I that. Look, look it up. Exactly like that. Look it up. Thank you. But yeah, so he's <laughs> how we're gonna. He's gonna send us a YouTube link with it pretty soon. Because <laughs> without out. having a regular show, yes. I mean, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to 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 get that time together and to hunt out a, a, a coach. We didn't know anything about being yeah. a team. We got rid of all that stink. <laughs> the stink scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we used those. Our system. <laughs> yeah. 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 We learned a lot. Well, one of the ways that you get good is performing a lot more. So absolutely that's going to help having an opportunity to perform. Uh, and it was what once a month or bi-weekly? I think bi-weekly. Yeah. Yeah. bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly. It was fantastic. No, bi-monthly, right? No, it's bi-weekly. No, bi-weekly. Twice a week. Every I don't know what Wednesday. bi means. It was twice a week. It's like Thursday. <laughs> 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 it, tw- it was twice a month, and it was perfect at, at, in yeah, the beginning because awesome. we were just happy to be f- performing. Yeah. yeah. No, we loved Sketch Playground, and like, yeah, there were just like these huge sprawling Sketch Playgrounds, and everybody got to play. That was like an institution. I loved it. So yeah, much. that's where we. That's where I got to see some really cool acts. Uh, we, I think, the first show we ever did, uh, Camp Woods was Camp a part Woods of. Camp Woods was part of it. Um, it was starting. We saw Horner and Davis, which was like fucking mind blowing yeah. to see those Who was guys. Jessica's old partner. He Andy. used to do stand. Andy did oh, stand up. Remember, he was doing yeah the one night stand. One night and yeah, one oh, day standing, which I, I named. Was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Like we we got to see some really great. I think that was the first time I saw Jessica Tandy perform too. Oh really? Yeah. I would say pretty much anyone who was anyone in Philly improv was at Sketch Playground yeah. at least once. Was, was that the first Beardo show too? Oh yes. Oh yeah. 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 Beardo was there. Definitely. Yeah, that was. And it was the first. Oh no, wait. Ebony and Ivory, or is that Polygon? No. Polygon was. was our first show. No. Yes. I honestly don't know. I don't know. It's all a blur. I thought you guys were before Polygon was a real. Thing. Yeah, I think I think it was. I think it may. Have so been I was your first. Right I was your was first it? interview, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You sketch were. Playground. It was yeah. Sketch Playground. Yeah. Okay, it was Sketch Playground. Because you guys were still at that point where you were not projecting your voices very. Well. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, Jess. <laughs> 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 like, what did they 
he say? Interview <laughs> over. I'm out of here. Well, I think to be fair, uh, Air ta- Taboo was a very difficult venue yeah. to not have a microphone because mm-hmm. you were usually you were competing with the bar, the bar. and the, the air, air conditioner, conditioner that was dripping on you. But I would take Taboo any day over O'Neill's. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, O'Neill's yeah. was a rough spot. Remember the air conditioning dripping? I mean, literally, water was yeah. dripping on you in the scene. It was fantastic. I mean, that's <laughs> these days. I just love that. I'm like thinking to myself, this is what we we had in the beginning. How yeah. awesome! They we had a awesome. stage. It, we like we'd always have to clean up after the sketches because somebody would always spill some shit. Yeah. Like sometimes it was literal shit. Yeah. What? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. uh, if you know yeah. what the word literal means. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and taboo from a male standpoint had the fun of if you hung out after you got harassed. Some call it harassment. I call it cocktails. <laughs> I never got harassed or free drinks. No. <laughs> <laughs> One day, and I've been going back ever since, <laughs> and it had nothing. Sketch Playground, how long did you do that? Seven years. <laughs> this is the two... Oops. Math doesn't add up. Right. fastest seven six years. Six to eight months? Probably, yeah, I, yeah so. I don't know, six to eight months, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall really great know. experience, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing whatsoever that was wrong with it. Yeah, but in, until the end of it, really, until, like, the, the move to that other venue... And, uh... It moved to Latage, right? No. No, it went yeah, up moved into to, Chinatown. No, it moved to Latage. Remember the Chinatown that was sketch playground? Show. That was one show. That, that was one yeah. Show. And I think that that was, like, here. the last I sketch playground. I lost my mom's scarf at that show. Yeah, I don't remember how it actually ended, but I think the show ended. Yeah. Like, sketch... Like, we didn't leave... Like, the literal, the whole entire production. Well, I think there was some issues with people performing eventually... Harassing the people at the bar. Not really harassing, but like that did happen. Telling them to shut the fuck up with the microphone. Yeah, and they'll and never like yeah, and yeah. And then it, the the bar staff and Dan, I think they didn't click after that and it was over. Yeah. Iron I mean, Lung never did anything. Performing at a at a bar, um, shit's gonna happen. <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen. I just remember Brendan Kennedy oh, doing yeah. the stand up and <laughs> He was making fun of this guy who had, he, he literally had a He-Man haircut. He-Man, yeah. He had like a blonde. Yes. I don't know. That was, was the best shot I've ever seen. And he was like, this. he was a bigger guy. So, Brendan just kept saying fat He-Man. And I think I peed a little bit. I I think that's when I fell in love with Brendan Kennedy's humor. Because he just was ripping. It was awesome. But yeah, they were not happy with the, 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 the bar was too loud. Yeah. And they uh, would not quiet down for the show. I mean, it's still an issue there. I just oh, it's, a, it's an issue there. It's an issue pretty much at any bar that you're going to do stand-up in, or especially improv. Yeah. Uh, stand-up's a little easier because you have a microphone, mm-hmm. um, but not much. Yeah. Uh, improv is very, very tough. Bar-prov. Bar-prov, yeah. But it, yeah. do you feel that it made you better equipped to perform in a space where you were actually, people are there to see you? Yeah, well, I guess it was a little tougher when people actually could hear us, because then like, we had to be funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, up until then, it was it was great to just like fail really hard and not have anyone know. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that place was the best place in the world to fail. It was like so comfortable, like you didn't have to worry. Because then there was some groups that 
Like, we had some really talented improv groups there, and we get to see these people, and then we usually were finishing. We're, like, the headliner. And here we are, a bunch <laughs> of newbies, and we're, like, we're like after you. Like, I remember, didn't, um, Passiones, Passione? Yeah, we yeah. did that a few times. And then we yeah. followed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, Whoa. you know, like, what are we going to do? So that was actually fun. We got to see improv, and then we got to play improv. So yeah. it was kind of, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I agree. I think Sketch Playground did us a uh, favor coming into like fit shows because I think huge one. Um, to get better, you kind of have to wade through the shit. So like we'd have to like project our voices to get over some drunk guy scream at the bar. You have to deal with people who are like, oh, 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 if you say something inappropriate, you know. And then you come to fit where you're kind of like, you know, a welcoming. You're embraced. People can hear you. You're, you're embraced, and people want to see improv. So. People are paying money. Yeah, people are paying money to see you. So. Taboo was a free show. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Which yeah. always brought out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Free shows will will do that. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, now I remember there were rumbling, not rumblings, grumblings, some kind of umblings uh, through the sketch playground era um, of you guys wanting to get out of it before the show actually ended. It's because it was pretty much too late. It was getting late. It was like. Us being the headliners, a lot of us were just like, nah. Like, I lived in Jersey at the time. I still had to drive back home. Ellen and Carly, they worked all the time. <coughs> Fucking worked all the time. Yeah. It was like an 8 o'clock show that, that ended would be at like three 11. and a half, yeah. four hours sometimes. <laughs> yeah. like it was just like the commitment and having to do that twice a month. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot on us. And we, we wanted to... We Have moved up in yeah. time slot a couple times. Yeah, we did. Which was nice. <laughs> Quick shout out. We did not mention uh, Miss Ellen Qualley yeah. in the beginning. She was she was in there uh, with us at 201. I thought we talked original. about this. <laughs> oh, we never <laughs> mentioned that name. That's the name that should never be mentioned. <laughs> you say it two more times, she might show up. No, she wrote me and told me explicitly that she is not showing up. <laughs> Ellen, I... I miss you. I miss no. you so I miss much. You, Ellen. miss you, Ellen. Oh, sh- three, four. Oh, Cat showed up. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> <coughs> Ellen and Cat fall. All right, so yeah, Sketch Playground. Uh, Damn Toronto, Sketch Playground, very influential in the early development of of the team. Uh, and I'd say the, the improv scene, the improv community overall, uh, because it predates Polygon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sideshow, yep. um, and it kind of helped to fill the the blanks a little bit here and there of off fit weeks at times if it if it lined up. Sideshow's booked for that purpose, but uh, Sketch Playground did a pretty awesome job of also mixing people too because they had they had sketch they had stand ups yeah. So they they good. Good yeah. Shout out to Sketch Playground. Uh, what is happening with that these days? Uh, with the, him? the guys do different things now. Um, Dan Vitrano is doing. Uh, There's that not jazz show. Not right? jazz, which is actually a one off of Tight Six, which is an open mic. So what they do is they not jazz is not jazz. They were doing comedy at a jazz bar, um, and I think Chris McGrail, who's part McGrail of it, and now. yeah, who's now he's doing sketch. He wanted to do sketch more, which is a great sketch duo. Yeah, we'll shout out. Yeah, what's that group? Grail and Coletta. Yeah, I'm dying to see him. Um, but like, so different iterations. Right now, I I don't think they're the sh- a lot of times when you run a show, you don't have as much fun. 
It's like herding kittens, man. It's it's tough. And <laughs> so they decided it was it was hard for them. So I mean, Dan Vitrano loves putting shows together, so he'll always have like that little group of people thing. But um, the bar, it was literally that bar is not a very good place for him. I mean, it's just hard to get other venues. Okay. So, oh. uh, you had brought up, um, even though I'm not writing a lot down here, I write things that I think I might forget. There's one um, thing. You had brought up, there is three things, if you count Iron Lung. Uh, <laughs> you had brought up uh, your, your opening and whatnot changing. So I want to kind of talk about uh, coaches and oh, the forms God. that you've gone through. Uh, how did you first go about getting a coach? Like, because you, you had the team... We want to be an improv team. Hey, you guys, an improv team? Yeah, we're an improv team. Um, so, yeah, actually taking a little step. Rick, a little, Rick was uh, Hold on, hold on. I am even changing up what I'm about to do. Going into the formation of the, the group, are there people that didn't make it in that, that you were thought? I don't, I don't, you don't need the name, name that we names. we asked? No, we didn't ask anyone. That, that you don't need the name exactly. names or anything. Um, but is there any anybody that didn't make it in that... Um, I almost didn't. No way, really? No, I don't know. Yeah, I also almost didn't. Well, no one objected to that. (laughs) Leave it on the record. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just—they all showed up. We all showed up at the at my house. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. I got—I either got an email or I saw someone in person, and they're like, "Oh, we made a group, and you're in it." (laughs) 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 That's how we were. Oh, that's how we were. Just like a Facebook group. I have no idea, like who was like picking. People, but I was I was picked. Who was like the the headmaster of <laughs> we didn't, that's putting the this best stuff part together? Iron Lung. We didn't have a. We a, just all was awesome. met up at a bar after class. And we're like, we're doing this, and everyone agreed. Yeah. And whoever wasn't at the bar, we're like, they're going to be in it too. So well, who was yeah. sending out the emails that said? Oh, we were not that classy at the beginning. We didn't um, even have. Well, somebody notified me somehow. Carly's here for something. Well, I think, honestly, it's just kind of like, because we met and we were in class, so we were, every week we were seeing each other, so every single week we had class together, so it was always just that that kind of like, oh, well, we aren't you going to be in The whole class wasn't in Iron Oh, no, not the whole yeah. class wasn't in Iron And Lone. I there never hung selection. out with you guys after class, Prim was a unique... You had to run to Jersey. I came, we did our class show, and we all went to Tattooed Moms, and I remember they were, they were like, everybody was like around that couch and table and thing and my friends came to the show and I was sitting with them and Kevin asked me if I wanted to be in Iron Lung and I was like yeah I do because like after a class show like I was like okay I really want to do this but I didn't know I didn't know how I was going to do it and then Kevin asked me and I was like yeah yeah and Corinne consistently stiffed us on hanging out after practices (laughs) so she just seemed like a huge B (laughs) Cringy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I I know. I I probably I know. I did. I came off as a fucking bitch. But Corinne was but. Corinne was. I remember because I remember we formed, and I saw Corinne did this brilliant uh, scene with I think it was, was it with Maureen. I forget. But you were like an old lady, and you were just swearing a whole bunch. That was Ellen. Me and okay, Ellen you were and Ellen sitting My back to back and yes, sewing. it was like yeah. a brilliant scene. And I remember we were all hanging out. And it was, everybody was like, why, you know, when we're forming this group, you were someone that, even though, like, we didn't know you, like, socially, like, we wanted, I wanted you in this group, like, talent-wise. There's a Facebook group. 
right? There was a Facebook yeah. group, and oh, that I remember, one a lot better. I remember we we were like, Corinne, we like talked about like <laughs> like, and I remember talking about. It. I'm sure I don't. I mean, yeah, like, should we should we ask her? Huh. She, yeah, like, I think I, I wrote, or somebody wrote, like, what about Corinne? Like, it was, and everyone was like, yeah, 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 but we just, it's such a social group originally, and, like, if anybody got in because of their improv cred, it was Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, if anybody, like, sort of tried out, it was Corinne. <laughs> it was like, it all happened so quickly, it, it, it it's like, not, we don't even talk yeah. about it anymore, because yeah. it was so quick. It was just in the first, so, like, week. This was, like, yeah. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we're talking about we're not talking weeks and weeks. We're talking like three days after we formed. But still, I think it was a fun, it was a good evolve, evolving moment. And the first practice I went to was at Simon's house. Oh, I love that. That's such a weird practice. Because we were trying to do something. So there was no coach at this point. No, we were just desperately Was this day four? That's like day four. That was literally day four. Day three was Corinne. Day four was practice. Uh, how did you go about getting a coach then? Uh, I think we just were looking for whoever would take us at that point. Mm-hmm. We were like, we well, don't... That we like, but yeah. I think we were just sort of not being picked. We were just like, somebody well, will take yeah, us Yeah, well, we, we didn't know that many people, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think we all saw Rick Horner yeah. perform, and he's he amazing. He did Teams yeah, and, and he's so. really approachable yeah, yeah. and really yeah. nice. I think we yeah. talked to him at, after a, like a taboo show when he did a Horner and Davis show, and mm-hmm. uh, he said that he would be interested. I do remember uh, uh, someone—I don't know if I should <laughs> name a name—but they offered to uh, they offered to coach us if and we could pay them in weed. I did not do that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be surprised when you start forming a group. People often How many you. people, like, when you're forming, just come up to you and solicit, like, coach. hey, buddy, you guys have coach? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Why did they think that we had that much weed, though? Well, no, that's that's, that's literally, they were just always high. I think that was, they're like, you don't have any money, man. I <laughs> mean, we well, I think it's, yeah, because we didn't. None of us were weedy people. Like, that's <laughs> what cracks me They up. not know about currency, or... <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember asking me? I don't think we did ask you. You did. We even talked about this on the Bureau podcast. I think we asked you for advice on picking a coach. No, I think Yeah, it was like a soft question. Like, we weren't sure if you were going to (laughs) say yes. You were like, you know, if you were going to coach somebody. I know for a fact that you did. Yeah, because remember, he was our our teacher, and and we're like, and it was like, like, it's kind of like when we get the light, when we start to like something, we were like, oh, you know, that would really work, because we're we're all in his class together. We're already in the class. Like, Iron Lung was all in the class. Yeah. Yeah. And And we did. Except for one. And we were. Except for her. We were loving. for six months. I left Iron Lung for six months. That's true. Yeah, but we're all in the class. It just kind of made sense. But then, if you think about it, you already kind of were a secondary coach. You know, you were giving us the format because we were learning with you at that exact moment, the Herald. (laughs) Yeah, we could be a Herald team right now if you had taken us. So, what was (laughs) it about Iron Long that you? Yeah, why wouldn't you do it? Because we were in class. It was just the fact that I had you guys in class, Uh, and the class was already made up of Iron Long minus Tara. 
plus three. And, and I love Ah, oh, we tried to get him on Iron Lung. So too. he is the D'Artagnan of Iron Lung. Adam Siri <laughs> turned is, us down. is our tenth member. Adam Siri said no. Adam Siri said no. Because that was later, at the though. at the time he was forming um, with forming another group. The Hendersons. The, the Hendersons. Hendersons. Okay. And he was yeah. yeah, forming a group of another kind, I suppose. Oh yeah, a family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the time. But yeah, he turned us down, and I loved him. But he did perform with us. Yeah, he did. Making him our D'Artagnan. Yeah. Yeah, I had you guys in 301 with a few other people, and I didn't want to be spending all my time with, with you guys <laughs> and make those people that were in there, knowing that, just feel that much more out of out of the group. That happened place. throughout our rest of Fit is is literally because Iron Lung took classes together the rest yeah. of the time, and I always think that it that should. was a struggle for the teachers to make sure that they realized that that they're going to have to make sure the other classes, the rest of the classes, mixed in with us. There were a lot of us. That yeah, there sense. were still a lot of us in level four together. Level four. I think there yeah. were four of us. Four in of level us. Four. Yeah, that's sizable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, uh, the guy who I love. Uh, what's his name? Real tall. Uh, He's in yeah. L.A. now. Aaron Herzog. No, uh, Nate. Well, Luke oh, was no, in I it. didn't take that level. I yeah, I wasn't in that one. Who was, in the, who was with Kevin Nate with was me? In that one. I loved that class. Nathan Edmondson is uh, He's a yeah. god. To me, he's just like an acting... Per- like, he taught he us characters. God. Like, he's a character guy, and I just loved everything about it. That was great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's a god. So you you were you were feeling around for coaches. Mm-hmm. I had met you after uh, I think it was like a, a fifth show or something. We were walking. I'll tell you when we met. We met at Amy and Kristen's uh, fundraiser show. Okay, yeah. They had asked Iron Lung to open up mm-hmm. for them uh, at the at the Actor Center, and I remember. Particularly remember looking in the front row and you seeing some guy laugh at all. <laughs> yeah, not that was a great show. Your no, arms you... were folded. Yeah, I'm like, who's this guy? Who is this? Where does he get off? I played Thank a chipmunk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then someone was like, "That's going to be your teacher in level three. Like, oh, great. Uh, we all. I'm sure I was laughing on the inside. Well, we, the rest maybe of us were that's helpful. by it. Yeah, maybe we just couldn't hear him. Maybe it was just like... Yeah. I don't remember how we asked Rick either, but, but I remember he was very happy and very involved, and in, he really wanted us to, to succeed. He even yeah. bought The Art of, of War because he wanted to use the strategies of Art of War to teach us how to, how to do iron. Yeah, he wanted to like, make us... We wanted to like make our own form or something. Yeah, he was yeah. really very thrilled and very very helpful and 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 really wanted to help us grow. Yeah. I have to give him a lot of credit. He, he was, he was really coach. good as far as team building. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like I think through our Rick era, like that's when we got super close and super comfortable with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. He's the biggest cheerleader we could have ever had. Like he was really great job, guys. Yeah, let's try this. And like he really wanted us to succeed, and I think that that's great. Also runs the awesome improv incubator. Yes, he does. <laughs> Sundays. Yeah, he can't make oh, that thing inclusive, I guess, but he was really good at building our team. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and he's Polygon as well. Uh, sorry, yes. Rick. <laughs> but he yeah. was really helpful. I, like, I just think that he, he was 
he really helped us really and we had him for a while uh-huh. yeah yeah and then and we uh went from formlessness to starting the uh the irish wake uh Funeral okay, yeah. type opening. I loved that. Yeah, which was I great. I really loved the Irish and then, and then Pearl Necklace. The Pearl Necklace. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, Pearl Carl- That was so classic that for us. <laughs> That's the best that part. Let's, somebody, let's explain this. Somebody oh. send her a YouTube video you know of Pearl right, Necklace. Hold on. Send it to Carly, let's, please. Let's explain this because I'm sure it doesn't make any sense to anyone listening to this right now. We started doing a opening called the String of Pearls. String of Pearls, but I I'm dyslexic and I always messed up the theme. And Jess Carpenter <laughs> would call it the Pearl Necklace, and we would all laugh about it, except for Carly, who still Does does not know what, what a pearl necklace is. I even asked her husband which, to explain it. He said no. <laughs> which we will probably not ever reveal to yeah, her. Yeah, she'll take that to the grave. Keep her innocence intact. Keep her <laughs> Okay. Unless you really want to know. I don't. <laughs> you Google it. I did, and nobody would tell me, and now I'm over it. <laughs> That's why I love her so much. That's perfect. So you have Rick for a while. Mm-hmm. At some point, uh, you want to Move switch in. up? I, yeah, I think we sort of like gained a lot of confidence as a team. When we first started with Rick, he would be like, so what do you guys want to do? And we're like, uh, I don't know. Um, and I think that we sort of like started to, like, find ourselves and, like, figure out, like, you know, kind of grow as a team and actually feel like a team, um, and I think we were to the point where we could, like, articulate kind of what, where we wanted to go and what we were looking for better. We just, I think, I don't know, I don't know. we were looking for a form or something, like, the montage is great and we just wanted to... Be different. Do something a little more challenging. Yeah. Right. But we, we also wanted to, uh like, try a few different, like, workshops with people, right? Like, mm-hmm. remember we, we date had around. a... F- we yeah, dated we around. did date That's around what we at called that it. time. There we was a lot of that going on. We wanted to date around. Um, that was their breakup speech. No, we want to see other people. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Like, <laughs> literally, it was, it, was, it's us. it was very much like, you know what, we want to see... We want to workshop other other coaches, and we specifically wanted to make sure that we weren't going to jump from one coach directly into another coach and keep that coach. You have to keep that word. You have to actually date around a little bit. You can't be like that. So, so we had Nick Gillette come in for one session. We had... Taurus to pieces. <laughs> oh, Nick, yeah. yeah that was oh, a you great guys session. are... I loved it. Though. I, I love I love yeah. Nick Gillette, man. It was just very different from yeah. Rick. Yeah. Well, Nick Gillette then... Is not the, was not the same Nick Gillette we had recently because yeah. it was he tore us apart. Marriage changes a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else? It was Nick and then who? I think we had Amy. Jess. Jess, Jess did Jess a workshop. Came in, yeah. Yeah. Amy. We, did we ever have Kristen come in? Kristen did a workshop. Kristen did a workshop. Well, we had organized. Uh, she did her clowning workshop with us. Mm-hmm. And right. And That's another workshop. Did I miss, I miss that? Didn't I, I miss yeah. that too. I, it yeah. was it was it was grand. Us three and Ellen in that workshop was great. Yeah, it, it was great. Steve. 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 Then we and then we, oh, then so we landed Steve on was, Steve. Steve was before Klein Edler. Yes, yes. First time one of our acts was called yeah, an, Steve an abortion. Was He's like that. Yeah, was an abortion. Yeah, you thought Nick was harsh. <laughs> I can't believe Steve that. literally <laughs> just ripped us down. He thought it was like the Marines of improv. He's like, I'm going to rip them down and then build them up. And we're like, he goes, that was an abortion. Like, do that again. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, jumping back a little bit, <clears throat> uh, you had the clowning. 
mm-hmm. thing, uh, which, you know, I think you said you missed it. You missed it. Mm-hmm. There are uh, only four of us there. There's only four. With Kristen. Yeah. I want to talk about this quickly because she does have a workshop coming up soon. <clears throat> what was it about the, the clowning was, that was the workshop that was so fun, great? Um, well, a lot of what she focuses on is emotion and expressing that emotion. Um, and I know that's something that I, like, f- fake a lot in scenes. Well, at that point I did. Um, and she she just, like, kind of shows you how to be authentic with how you're feeling in a scene and actually feel what your character is feeling. Um, and we also created our clowns, um, which was a lot of fun. I discovered what my clown is based off of just little things that I do, and people notice things about you that you don't notice. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was a lot of your character coming out of how your body was and how you hold yourself, and then, like, exaggerating certain parts of it. So it was, like, it was a really organic thing, which I think, like, definitely fits Kristen and how she clowns and how she plays improv um, and and kind of how you, like take what is just a little bit a certain way and then accentuate that until it becomes so big and hilarious. Uh, you took a six-month break for what? Oh, yeah. I, um... Get her. For what bullshit? <laughs> yeah, what, why? Hmm? Oh, well, the first year I was in Philly, um, I was doing um, an apprenticeship at Art and Theater Company, which... They make your own. They make your schedule, and the reason I was able to take a Monday class, so I was working on a show for them, which you only get one day off per week, and you work like sixty. You work a lot of hours, so you get one day off per week, and it happened to be Mondays for the exact eight weeks of Amy Rose class. So I was able to put an improv class in there. But once that ended, my schedule was made for me, and could not. I couldn't, there was no, I couldn't, like, ask for Thursday nights mm-hmm. off, or I always work Saturday nights, so I had to, uh, to, I had, like, six or seven months left in my apprenticeship, so I just had to wait for it to be over, and then I was back. Yeah, mm-hmm. just take your six yeah. months, we'll welcome you back. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. take, it, it, I couldn't take 301 with the group for that reason, so it was, um, it, it was weird coming back originally, but only for, like, a day, and it was just because I think they had been introduced to a, a many forms, I think, if you're one, including the Herald, that, you know, I sort of came back and I was like, we're still doing montages, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, but, you know, I, uh, they allowed me to catch up and learn, so it was great. <laughs> Thanks for taking me back, guys. <laughs> still doing montages, right? <laughs> was it, as a, as a group, uh, really easy to just, I mean, I, I imagine it would be, but uh, just kind of. Having her we jump back her. in. I mean, I miss Ellen every single show. Yeah, like every char- every one every of us has minute. a character that we kind of love. About like Ellen was our crier. She could cry at the drop of a <laughs> hat. Like if you needed an emotional scene, she also was one of those people that would like listen to every word that was said and just find that one little needle in the haystack and bring it out. And it's like beautiful. Like so, every single one of us. I mean, you miss it. It's like having an arm gone when mm-hmm. during the show. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely, like, feel when someone is missing. Um, 
like when Simon left, yeah. like it was like, oh child. my god, all of our intelligent references are gone. He lost God. <laughs> he always plays a good God, God character. Now we just have dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But he had a great vocabulary for us. Like, yeah. like I would like he would have a scene and he would use words and I had yeah. no idea now and I felt lost <laughs> and now I had to improvise knowing what he was talking about. Yeah. That was hard. Those scenes were a lot of fun because you would just make up a definition for whatever word I had just said yeah. and then. <laughs> <laughs> then it went way off the rails, and it was a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I think when Tara left, like, Tara and Dennis, I think, yeah. played the same in ways. Yeah. Like, they, the they're top. just, there's their physicalities and, and just, like, where their mind goes. Like, you can tell when they're missing. And I know when Tara was gone, it's like, oh. Yeah. They're Carol pirates. Would have done something. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah they are. Pirates. Good. Uh, as long as nice either Dennis and I don't both leave. <laughs> I'm a ninja now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> getting back to coaches, uh, Rick to uh, a bunch of different uh, workshops here and there, trying to find somebody you found. You landed on Steve yes. for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was it about Steve that uh, you were like, "Yep, this is the guy." You know what it was for me? Um, the one show that we did at the Raven, Raven Lounge. Raven Lounge, I was just going to say this, we yes. Were, we did the show at the Raven Lounge, and I think we felt pretty bad about it because I, I don't think we've, we felt like we had a good show, and it was you know kind of a hard, it was a difficult space for us to pole, perform in. There was a pole. Yeah. So we and, did have uh, a really good, like that, that bus scene. <laughs> we had a, we had a, it was some really fun moments, and then, I think that was the first time I had ever really talked to Steve, and it just kind of, like, naturally, you know, felt like he was, you know, just talking to us and, like, kind of, like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys, like, oh, my gosh, you guys have only been together for six months? That was yeah. a great set for that. For that. And then, <laughs> he's like, I would, you know, I thought you guys been performing together for at least, like, a year or more, and then that and me kind of put put the idea in the back of my mind, like, all right, maybe maybe we can talk to... Talk to this guy. I I I love Steve as a coach. Like, not just because he's my director now, but because like he he knows how to pinpoint things that you need to work on, um, and he he kind of notices where you're strong and where you're weak, and knows how to work the muscles you're weak on while highlighting your strengths. So, yeah, I was an advocate for Steve. That's a good coach. Yeah. And then, and then, and then to Amy. Amy. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. Wow, we really go the cycles. Because you we? were, if I remember correctly, because uh, even though I never uh, had you guys as as a team outside of class, I've been, if I may, behind the scenes of a lot of different different things. Kind of almost a, especially with you and you. You to an extent. Uh, he pointed you. to Dennis, Kevin, Corinne, and Maureen. There. Thank you. And if I remember, because you guys were talking to me about it, you were you wanted to work on the form, the Evente, which was a big fucking secret. <laughs> big secret. <laughs> Can't possibly know what the form is. Uh, which re- you were going to debut at your at show at my sh- <laughs> at my fucking show. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> Uh, at the sideshow, it was uh, November. I think it was my idea. It was Corinne's idea. Yeah. You all had to go along with it too. <laughs> yeah. We had two. Yeah, is I just follow the follower. The event is interesting because that's first, at least why I thought you know we brought on Steve, 
and he helped us with he our knew first. He helped. No, he said he was like, which no, he was like, you know what? I want to. If you guys want to do the event day, I'll ask people who know the event day. I'll make this happen for you. So um, we did a version of the event day. One version was the version with Steve that we premiered at Sideshow, and then when Amy came on, we um, we went. We did the Avente in a different way. So we, the Aventes had very two different versions in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Both worked different strengths and were very hard. So very either way, hard. the Avente literally ruined improv for me. Yeah, like it ruined it for me. There's I a lot of juggling improv. there. Yeah. And that yeah, so that but that's what took you from Steve to Amy, right? Was trying to get the Avente right? No. Well, Steve. Uh, here's the thing with Steve, and correct me if I'm wrong. Steve was a coach we brought on to help us. Learn the Avente, do the show, and that was it. It was like a right. kind of like he was his schedule was his, full. His schedule was full, point. so it was very much like I will work with you for these five practices yeah. before this yeah, show that's for the Avente, and then so after it was understood that okay, this project is over. I have this crazy schedule. It was all now. for your show. That's so, literally what it was. Yeah, it was and so for then your show. so the transition to Amy was not like hey Steve. Bye. It, it was very much you know we needed a new coach. At yeah, that we point. still love yeah. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I had spoken. To, Amy, and turned out she'd studied the Avente, you know, at the Magnet yeah. under Armando, yeah. so I was like, perfect, let's, you know, let's bring Amy in and keep working on this. That's the first time I saw the Avente was at the Magnet. Like, the, the when I was like, when it came up, I'm like, yes, I want to do that, that's great. And it was just magical when I saw it, and then when I was in it, I was just like, wait, wait, everything about this. You went from uh, montages, montages to maybe doing Harold's? Uh, we had the pearl, the pearl thing. Well, that was just an opening. So okay, yeah, String definitely pearls. more stru- some structure. There was a point where we were like during your class where we were we were like we should try to kind of do something like a herald, yeah. but not keep ourselves in the herald box. I mean, we've done invocations. Like in the beginning, we did right, a lot of the stuff right. we learned in your classes as openings. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were still trying to figure out who we were, like I think we just did an invocation. I recently. think we we did at least two taboo shows with a herald. Yeah, I'm sure we did like sloppy heralds. Sloppy heralds. Yeah, bad, bad group That's games. The way that so just horrible group it. games in there. It's just like let's do a group game. Now. Most heralds. Come in, all you group yeah. game wannabes. Yeah, that's most heralds. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. And then you get to the Avente, which is a much more heavily structured, structured piece. How does that affect the fun that you guys have um, on stage? Are we are we talking about the first form? Either the first form where we rotated. Well, I think that I think they each had their flaws. Um, the first one was just really confusing because, um, like, we were doing like. Things like we were rotating, and and while one scene was going on, something two other things were going on back here, <laughs> and like though the idea, and you had to know what was happening. yeah, though, the, yeah. and we had to recreate it. The same, yeah, yeah same though same it was, it was it, like Steve was all about setting the picture, like yeah. having the stage be this very thing that's theatrical. alive, very much yeah. alive. And and though like the, the idea was good, if it wasn't executed, then it just looked like shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was and timing, man. A lot of timing. Because we had to keep, we did the same scene three times. So every single action that you did, you had to do twice without uh, vocal. So you're like watermelon, watermelon that whole time. And once 
vote once in front of the audience. So it's audience, and then if if this person punched this person while that person over there was doing something, and then you do that wrong later on, it's totally noticeable. So you really have to have your timing down. Mm -hmm. It was amazingly hard. Like, I think at the end of the day, it was just too confusing, yeah. and it kind of it defeats the purpose of improv because you're supposed to be on the back line listening to what's happening to mm -hmm. influence other scenes, and you just couldn't listen when you're paying too much attention to recreating through actions what you just did. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And and that I, was the first one. Yeah, that, that was, was the was Steve version. And what about the second? The second one, I I I kind of like that form. For me, me personally, I like that form. Um, was that and I would love to do it again. Um, maybe I don't know. I I I like it. Um, but it it kind of Iron Lung. Up until that point, we were just a very, just yeah, it's play team. And I think the Evente took that away from us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. It confused. I I literally yeah. was unhappy going to shows. I was like. Oh. Yeah. Like, and I never yeah. I went into this because I fell in love with improv yeah. and then here I am I'm like oh man yeah. it's not playing anymore yeah I that's think, no good it was, it was it was tough always for me to keep track of time travel um, yes. which the event I required and I was like oh are we in the past <laughs> now or the, is this a future scene should I be in the future and like I, I feel like we never actually got that right yeah um, and like, but we felt we had to, so put too much brain power into that instead of just like going with the flow of the scenes. So that was like something that I didn't like about the event. Yeah, it was like it, I found myself like getting mad at people for messing it up. Yes, <laughs> and I'd be like, we'd be like, no, like you went to the future, and you're we're supposed future. to have three more scenes yeah. in the present, and like <laughs> all of us in the back line would be looking at each other like. No. <laughs> and I think that that was sort of, should have been a sign that like it's not for us yeah like this is improv like you can't like go out and just screw it up so I think that that sort of like mm -hmm. I don't know it but stressed we had some me out great like some of the sh we did a quinceanera which no one knew what one was and it I was, knew what it was I knew what it was when, when we went in but it <laughs> was it was so it. funny because <laughs> it was not a quinceanera like what we were doing was so not a 15 year old birthday it was like amazing we had like dragons and stuff coming out and it was so awesome like that show it's one of my all-time favorite shows was that a show or was that a practice was that a practice because yeah. so while that we were doing while we were doing Avente, we were like oh these are all the things we know we're gonna get so let's practice these so like we had a zombie apocalypse one we which was hysterical yeah. uh but like like we just wanted to practice all the things that were definitely going to come up, yeah. and Quinceanera was one of the ones we decided. Yeah, somebody's definitely going to yell that out. We better what do we have always get? Quinceanera uh, birthday under. and bar mitzvahs. No, our last our last <laughs> show we got something really like it was like a treaty signing. Yeah, it was treaty. It was a treaty signing. Which yeah. is great. I thought it was fun. So well, the New York the New York Improv Fest though we got we got bar mitzvah. I think mm -hmm. what we got. Yeah, we got bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah was like, definitely huh? enough. We're like again. <laughs> One of my favorite times, and this was before I think we had Amy come in, or maybe even before Steve came in to do the event day. But we had this great scene where it was just us practicing no coach, and we decided to do like scenes that happened at the same time. And it was something with Anne Frank where Dennis oh, no. played Anne's diary, and Ellen was writing in him. No, Corinne was. Corinne was writing in him, and Ellen was playing someone who is reading the diary in the future and then me and Kevin were playing Nazis intimidating other Nazis. <laughs> we 
should have that as a form. That was great. I think what happened with us was that after you do improv for a, a little while, you you lose like this. It's not a new experience for you anymore. So you're not just like, oh my god, I'm just creating. I'm just creating and having so much fun. And it's like, I've see I see so much good improv that I want to be yeah. better. And then we're yeah. trying to challenge ourselves with this with this form that was very difficult. And I think we uh, we might have just made it too hard for ourselves. We should have. Uh... Also, there are some house team issues. People are getting on house teams. No. And they were getting coaches. Well, they were getting coaches, so here they are. They're, oh, now I have this thing on Friday, so now we, Iron Lung can't do a show on Friday, and Tell this one and that really one. I, <laughs> my big thing is, is if you're going to be, if you're going to be on a team, and it's your, it's, that's your team you chose, that should be your priority, not the house team first. Mm-hmm. House team should be second, because this is a self-formed team, and that's just me, personally. You know what I mean? And if you're going to be on the house team, be on the house team. Quit the other team. Like, you know, like give them your all. Yeah. Give your all to something, but don't share little bits with everything. You yeah. know what I mean? I That's just me. You know, because it's like, oh, we can't do a show on Friday because I have a house to thing. And I remember this, and I think actually you said this to me, um, because it was at the same time when me and Corinne were forming the duo, and... We were on Iron Long, and I think I actually said to you, I was like, well, I was thinking about doing a house team, but I think that's too much, or auditioning for one. And you said, um, only be on however so many teams that you can give your full commitment to. Because if full you can't commitment. give your full commitment to three teams, don't be on three teams. Be on one team, be on two teams. Yeah. That stuck with me, Marby. Because <laughs> people get over improv I think. They yeah. Just, yeah. Like, Amy had the greatest line I've ever heard when she was coaching us. She said that... Um, there's a lot of improvisers that just do improv. Get out of it. Like, do something else, because you're not going to bring anything to the table if you don't have a life outside of improv. Mm-hmm. What are you going to bring? More improv references within the improv show. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> improv inside of improv. It's just like, if you're not living in the real world, no one in the audience is going to get what you're talking about, you know? So it's yeah. just kind of... Uh, that was one of my favorite things. She's like, live a life and bring that life into the improv. Absolutely. Uh... Okay, so you're out of the Evente, and Wait, you want to... Let me say something about the Evente. Yeah, please. Devil's Advocate. I've, I was watching our tapes because I was submitting them. Our best shows were from the Evente, yeah, for sure. I liked, I liked them. So I think we're taking the frustration of it, and we're kind of projecting that, oh, yeah. they were there was the worst. But actually... The shows were good, but maybe the feeling behind them... It was so we maybe it was going? like it was just it was just reined in. It, yeah. We wanted something to rein us in, yeah. and that reined us in. Some uh-huh. of our most focused best shows were from the Evente, for the, sure. Yeah, in the second iteration of the Evente with Amy, Amy was our coach. We all, she like came back from you know seeing us in level two hundred one. It's like a really, and then she was like, "You guys have a real problem with agreement still." <laughs> <laughs> like that was our first like rehearsal back, and so we legit like. You know, but that's good. I think we got back to the fundamentals. So, you know, yes, the second hour of practice, second, you know, last 45 minutes of practice was the Avente, but before that was working these fundamentals again mm-hmm. from 201, which mm-hmm. I think was so important for us to go back to and mm-hmm. which helped our Aventes become more focused and really great, solid shows, as Dennis yeah. said. Yeah. And yeah. To, to kind of piggyback off of what Jess said with, like, being on so many teams, though I, I think... You know, if you enjoy doing improv, you should do it as much as possible. Um, 
but like getting input from so many different coaches and directors it kind of fucks with you. <laughs> yeah, it fucks with you a lot. And then, like, when you get to, like, one practice and you're doing something and you're like, oh, crap, that's not going to work in this group dynamic. I don't know. It kind of, like, all of us were getting so many things from so many different places. It's yeah. just like, yeah. Well, the, we? the first people to be cast on teams, uh, Dennis, Dennis and, and Tara. Tara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same team too, well, which is team. perfect. Which really shows that they that they grew together as as, as improvisers. How did you, you know? two feel having the independent team? I hate, and I hate that term. Indie um, team. Having no, I, I hate uh, having this improv team. Indeed. Um, uh, and having that one as well, I like getting cast on that, and and some of these people not being cast. I don't think, and I you guys can speak. Tell me, Dennis, if you disagree, but I don't think our commitment to Iron Lung was at one percent lower than what it was uh-huh. before we were. They actually became casting. stronger, stronger um, characters, like because they you're they're doing more exercises, and but you can tell that they're on the house team together because their time on stage started like that. You can see them stepping out at the same time because they knew exactly how to handle a certain thing. Because they're working out more together. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Because when um, yes. Ebony and Ivory was were were, were uh, doing a lot of shows together, you can see them step out at the same time at times because they knew, you know, how each other. And so it's little minor group minds that are yeah. built into a larger group mind. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, uh, follow up to that. Did that? Did it make you feel weird at all that you were cast and some of the other team wasn't? I just hope no just one didn't talk about it. Yeah. Felt weird about it. They shouldn't. Weird? It's totally a hundred percent random. It's whoever the the instructor likes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I was casting a team right now, it would be totally different than anyone else. It has nothing to do. None of these people. Yeah, and has nothing. To, <laughs> you know, if you if we each cast team, you had the same set. I'd be. They'd be way different. It has nothing to do with level or how good you are. It's like what style of humor that what you're yep. looking for person wants. So it, mm-hmm. I would hope that. Know that it's nothing. Yeah. Doesn't have to do with skill or. Yeah. I also never auditioned, so I didn't care. Hands up. We didn't miss shows because of it. We didn't miss practices because of it. We didn't really talk. We talked. You know, they were all at her. You guys came to Hey Rube shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, if we, we like started not showing up and wearing like Hey Rube T-shirts, I don't know, big people might have been. But, like, I, that's just, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. We're all pretty supportive of each other. It is a cult. When they joined house team, I was like, yeah, I know them. (laughs) 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 I'm on a team with them. So I was super proud of them. I don't think Iron Lung has ever gone against, uh, like, does that work with, uh, Cage match? Would do indies and house teams ever go against each other? Well, that's some horn tooting that we didn't do before because we were cage match champions for like 20, 30 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we were. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20, 30 weeks easily. Yeah, that's yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, 20, 30 <laughs> weeks. Does that make sense? Three weeks. I think they even have, we have plaques <laughs> all over weeks. the city. I feel like every champions. week I would see, like, Ian, Ian Valfour, like, yeah, down in that basement, like, you guys ready to sandwich? win? Who did we lose to? We Probably lost no to, one. uh... Nick and Nathan? 
Oh, oh was they were like, real. I remember that. That was it. Was, was it? it Nickelodeon might have been. Oh, they are so. They were so good. And they ran it for a while too. Yeah. They were happy. They were happy to lose it too. They were like, we are so over this. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just You're over stuck it. here. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about Nick. Up. I think we went to Nick after Next Amy. Question. Oh, after Steve, we did Nick. Mm-hmm. Nick was after great. Amy, we did Nick. After Amy, we did Nick. Yeah. Because um, you had done the Avente, and then you weren't. We wanted to take a break from that form. Yeah. After and we were the third wedding suggestion in our Avente. <laughs> third wedding and the fifth bar <laughs> mitzvah. I'm like, the fifth bar mitzvah. Yeah. That's only event people know. Yeah. You're stupid. Yeah, and and Amy Amy was doing other things. She had yeah. to take and a class. She took a, yeah. Getting. Her class started that night. <coughs> uh, so why Nick? Why not Nick? I like I he Nick. is so talented. Is that man is so. T- but wait, what was the trigger to? Because Dennis, I mean, no, I think Kevin was always the guy that I asked think the I coaches. suggested Nick. Yeah, but who actually? Yeah, you did because isn't Nick. Nick on your husband's team? He was. Yeah, then that was, and, and we all really liked him. Yeah, he's really good. But who actually asked him? Kevin. Asked. Kevin's <laughs> our answer. <laughs> Kevin's the guy who always asked the coaches, I think. He was always the one who, who was who would do the... Well, because whenever we're talking, Kevin... Like, we'd just be like, talking it. about Nick, and he's like, Nick's in. And we'd be like, wait, yeah. what? So, but Kevin was always the one who was the go-to. I think he was really the businessman. And Dennis, yeah. Kevin and Dennis. Kevin and Dennis kept us on the books and, and honest. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Made sure we had coaches and a place to practice. Yeah, Kevin and Dennis were the... Beardo kept this busy. Definitely the administrative heads. So. The headmasters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's all the, the coaches and forms. I would, and I would say this. we like the rotating coaches yeah. carousel. I think it's a good uh, good way to do it. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, when you get an independent team, like I think naturally you get in a rut. Like, are you getting uh, habits, and it's good to spice it up and get new coaches is a good way to do it. And the, fresh uh, eyes. The, spice uh, it up in the bedroom. Yeah, it's like yeah. a football team. Yeah. It starts getting stale. The first thing they go is the coach. Yeah, except for with the Eagles. Get yeah. A, mm-hmm. coach. Well, I mean, one of the things that Nick always would say, he's like, do you guys hear yourselves? Like, he would, he's just like, I heard a lot of negativity. Or like, did you are do you that? Like, yeah, it's just like, and, he, and he's so good at, like, just figuring out. I just really like his style. He's like, if I was to form a team, I would probably want Nick, like, to be the coach, you know? And be on it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's Someone, a guess. Someone's making it happen. <laughs> 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 that would be Kevin. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was on. It was vibrating, too. <laughs> He's kind of on my dream team. Is, it, is, is he on metric? Is that the team? Medic. That Medic. Metric. Yeah. Metric. Metric. Yeah. Hold on to that name. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the metric. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's a dream team right there. Yeah, Medic. And and Nick wasn't playing with them for a while because he had like pig iron, pig iron. Yeah. Um, and that was disappointing because he's an integral part of that dream team. Pig vomit. And Nick is still the coach. Yeah. Well. Yep. Leading yeah. up to, uh, which you know some people know that that I don't know when this is going to go on, uh, on the interwebs, but was this the last practice tonight? Yeah. Yes. Formal practice. The last formal practice? Yes. Is there, what does that mean? <laughs> we'll have a warm We can up. have practice whenever we want. <laughs> we'll just get around and improv. We'll just like. Mm-hmm. Like a breakup practice? Yeah. <laughs> break up 
Because Friday is supposed to be the last yeah. show. Yep. Right? No, no, no. Last scheduled show. Last <laughs> 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 <Yes>. show. <laughs> last show. For a while, probably. The last show. I, mean, like a no, I don't. We won't have any reunion shows because I can't personally imagine not improvising or playing with you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, give us a couple weeks and we'll be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I think we will come back to it, but you know, in the meantime, everyone's too busy. Everyone's needs to focus and. So it's a a, a, a hiatus. A hiatus. Yes. An indefinite, indefinite hiatus. hiatus. Mm-hmm. I would say this uh, is a hard breakup. I think Maureen is trying to <laughs> sugarcoat things here. Simon, um, Simon's really about good at breaking up. Simon is There's the best breakup person in all of Philadelphia. There's articles in the paper about Simon's breakup skills. The paper? Yeah. yeah well, if he takes you to Varga, ladies, it's over. <laughs> Vargas, where it starts. Where it ends. <laughs> but yeah, it's you can call it a hiatus. But let's let's just be realistic and figure out when it's going to happen again. We'll say indefinite hiatus. Yeah. Uh, why? Grad school, work, um, lawyer. Some some people won't want to be lawyers. Uh, like all kinds. I was going to say lawyers are getting involved. I think like Ellen left. It's just because Ellen fell apart. Well, no, it's, we should yeah. just blame Ellen. You know what? Um, That's awesome. If we, she's not in the room, we can blame her. Well, <laughs> She'll never Ellen this. left, and Simon was Hiatus. transitioning into being here and not being here, and we had a conversation. Um, then Maureen was going to leave, yeah. and we had a conversation. And in my mind, it's like, how many times can we have this conversation? Yeah, it was heart wrenching. Um, because it, yeah, it, 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 it is, it is. And I know, like, come July, Dennis probably won't be in Philly. That's um, all Kenan. anyone talks to me about now. Is, <laughs> You're leaving in July, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like six months away. It's not already. Um, and <laughs> Kevin is is. You know, in school and stuff, and, and he coaching. coaches. He coaches and the he night coaches. that we usually practice. Um, so for me, he learned like a very good lesson. Psh, I still, I like oh iron long, like couple bow. You know? <laughs> 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 um, it's it's just like you know, I I think it's kind of poetic to go out on our birthday. Yeah, I'm all about being poetic. Okay. Um, her next improv group is going to speak only in poetry. Poetic justice. Poetic funstice. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Mike, like, you making this happen, you're kind of like our Dr. Kevorkian as well. <laughs> Man. Our lawyer has helped to give that. birth a little bit, and uh, I'm ending you at the same yeah. time. Yeah, you're helping us end ourselves. Wow. Deep. Yeah, and you're doing it at my show. <laughs> you're, you're dying at my show. But I mean, the, the weird part is, is that, I mean, um... It's amazing how an improv group is a is more than just a regular group of friends because you know each other so well, and uh, like some of our coaches always had that check in. Remember the check in? So like that was great because you always knew what everyone had going on that week. So like, what group of friends do you have that you sit there and you're like check in time? You know, <laughs> and then somehow that all ends up somewhere in your set. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of interesting. There's a there's a group I meet with. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the cellar. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. <laughs> Call it sharing. It's uh, been a great two years. Absolutely. Terrible two Iron Lung is probably the lead uh, factor for me moving to Philadelphia. You know, mm-hmm. Instead of just 
lazing about in my parents' house. Yeah. Just lazing about. <laughs> There's a reason to, to get into Philly, be closer to Philly, improv in general, seeing shows and hanging out with all these guys. The reason yeah. for me to stay in Philly. That's right, Tara was making a decision when her apprenticeship was up in Iron Lung. We kept her. <laughs> we yeah. kept her here. It's one for us. Yeah, I don't think and I would have been in the one. community if there was an Iron Lung because class was over. Level four, there's no more levels. You know, yeah. so what would I have done? It's like... Level five. <laughs> level five. <laughs> and that was New York. That's when I went to Magnet. But it was like... Like, if if I didn't have Iron Lung, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done any of my shows. I wouldn't, like... Because the improv community is awesome. They're very welcoming and very friendly. But it's so weird if you have that, that group to talk about. Like, oh, yeah, well, where's Iron Lung going to be next? And blah, blah, blah. It kind of gives you a little bit of improv street cred. <laughs> but it also gives you that, like, I belong to a community. I'm, like, one part of a pod that belongs to the rest of it. And it's pretty cool. It's a real community, which is... This is the first community I've ever been in of, of a group of people, which is amazing first cult to me. I joined. It is a great yeah. cult. It's a great cult. <laughs> yeah. Won't oh. be the last. Definitely oh, not. Hell not. <laughs> I drank the juice. Now, you got into improv. Uh, you said because Daryl had said that you needed some work or, you know, you could use some work with, uh, you look nervous or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you feel that being in Iron, Iron Lung has kind of helped Dramatically. that? Dramatically. Um, you know what amazes me? I went into it for the um, because I was afraid of hecklers, um, and I stayed in it because uh, my character act-outs are, are a whole lot better. I realized that the delivery is, a li- is, is easier. Uh, I learned about being natural on stage. Um, Iron Lung uh, prevented me from killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, it's it deep. didn't. But I will say this: He's still so, gonna do he's it. Still gonna, he's still gonna. He's still gonna make it. a speech. I don't like where this is going. Speech. Let him speech. make a speech. 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 It was a cold night. <laughs> lights were out. No, uh, my first year in Philadelphia, I moved from New York, and uh, uh, I was working so much, and I literally I was going home. I didn't have any money because I was like working for free almost, and my mattress was sitting on the floor. Like, on the bed string, I had one TV, and all I did when I went home was I watched, I just sat on my bed and, like, looked at the computer, and, like, I tried playing basketball a lot to try to meet people, but, it, like, it was really hard to meet people. You broke your nose at some point, right? That was recent. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Those were recent. And then, uh, uh, and then everyone at my work is all females, because I work at a strip club, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it really sucked that first year, and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna try and, uh do something and that's when I joined improv and met all these people so it really is like huge 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 lift to my life yeah. Iron Lung saved my life yeah. <laughs> I mean with that said I mean it does make sense because I am not one to form relationships I can have a gazillion acquaintances and I'm very happy with walking in and out of a room without having to like have a posse to travel with mm-hmm. and this is like my first posse you know what I mean this is the First time I can go out and I'll like just lock eyes and be like, that's one of my people. Like at the Wit Out, when I just saw 
other improv, like other people from my group, I knew I belonged. I'm like, mine, mine, mine. Look how great they all look. You know, I'm like, it just kind of was just like, I belong to that group of people. You know, that did not sound well. But, you know, like, I'm like, I was like, you can just like, hey, it's one of my group. It's and then like, uh, later that night, Jess asked me to stand on the corner and ask for half of, it, half of my profits. Well, you looked really good that night. I mean, you, that was a money-making outfit. That was a money-making outfit. And as a parent, <laughs> unstoppable. What do you think, because this is the last show for at least a, a, a good while. Um, Forever. Uh, looking back on everything, what do you think the, what do you think has made Iron Lung good and stick around? Is it just the, uh, he's probably, I mean, I would guess that it's the, the friendship. God, you took my answer. That you guys um, have. Yeah. Friendship, and I want to say Definitely, after our inception, uh, I definitely the amount of shows we were doing when we first started. We were doing a lot yeah. and constantly. We were practicing show, show. Yeah, I feel like we had a show like we were maybe doing three, four times a month, minimum um, two shows a month. Minimum. But we were doing other shows. We were getting other gigs because mm-hmm. we were doing regular shows. Yeah, so I yeah. think that's what really kind of like solidified it. And kept we felt it like we were like it's, hot shit for a little while. We were hot shit. It's def- <laughs> it was still nice. our, definitely friendship. Definitely it's just like our level of comfortability with each other on stage. And because we were so consistent with practices, like everyone was so consistent. Like mm-hmm. the level of commitment that we all had to Iron Lung, like that was like, yes, we're going to do this. All of us were on the same page as far as Iron Lung's future. And that, that helped in the shows, like Maureen said. And we sort of... You can totally correct me if I'm wrong, but we sort of paved. We were like the first. We were an independent team that came out of a fit class, and like we stayed together. Like we two years. Like we yeah. maintain. We stayed longer than sometimes. Like more legit. I don't know whatever you term legitimate. Like and we had coaches that taught it fit that had performed in New York. Like we had great coaches. You know, we practiced week weekly, and we really we performed a lot. We were, like, a really consistent, independent and, team. And not only coaches, but we had a lot of people like Mike who were invested in us, um, you know, behind the scenes. Like, people were actually like, oh, they're actually doing something. Let me give them advice. Um, so, yeah. And other groups are forming out of their classes, which I think... I've seen have, that now, but It's yeah. like, it's more it's just like, you know, they're gonna... But it's like... So you're you're saying that we caused... Like the balloon of of improv. Not necessarily. No, no, no. No, because no. well, I'm no. saying that. I, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've spoken to a few people who are on independent teams now, and they've 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 said Iron Long has been a big influence, and that made me feel kind of weird. But I was like, all right, whatever. Well, I can say that there. Murray, I'm sorry. So uh, I was going to say that there have been other groups that have come out of classes. But yes. there hasn't been a group that has come out of classes that has had the impact that I feel that this team has had because of the fact that you had a consistent space, mm-hmm. you had consistent coaches, consistent you had consistent shows. So it was everything that people want to join a fit house team for, mm-hmm. you made happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the, if I can say, uh, the, the impact that, that Iron Lung like, has had. We started this, to, like, it's funny because Kevin kind of, like, was, like, t- played that dad role a lot. If we started to, like, separate it all, he's like, 
we need a lunch. We need to do a dinner. Let's have an Iron Love barbecue. <laughs> like, remember, like, you know, he's like, let's all just get together and just hang out. Like, and it's, yeah. that's yeah. really important I as well. Because you can have practice. We practice every week. We were very good about practice. Mm-hmm. But, like, you needed that check-in time, that, that mm-hmm. time. And you were really good about that. Yeah. Well, you, you were, were always really... great with hosting at your awesome house. Yeah, we did it at other places yeah. as well. And we're still going to have Iron Lung barbecues. So oh, yeah. this might be uh, the last show temporarily, but definitely not the last barbecue. Oh, Iron Lung will probably have <laughs> keep, like, do, throw a Iron really great party. Chefs. Yeah, we're mostly <laughs> a barbecue. You heard it here. Iron Lung. Iron Lung <laughs> will barbecue. <laughs> there may or may not be a scene caused. I, uh, uh, I'd just like to say that I feel really lucky because we had, uh, you know, Philly is such a, it's like a, it's a very growing place to do comedy in, you know, we, we got, we like caught a great wave, you know, because we, we found our, you know, we found a niche where we got to perform consistently. We've, we got good rehearsal time, you know, a lot of it was us being friends and, and keeping it, keeping it together. But, uh, I think we never stopped having fun Mm -hmm. is, is is what kept it, kept it, kept it going, yeah. in my opinion. And, you know, I'm very grateful to all the people that worked with us and fit Greg and Mike, everybody, anybody who ever gave us a show, anybody who ever, uh, Let gave us, us a compliment. TV at his house. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I just feel like, yeah, I wouldn't even know how to yeah. form a team. I would not know how to form a team. Like, cause this spoiled me. Like, you know what I mean? How do you form a new team? Like we grew up together. Like, how do you just be like, you, I want to play with you all the time. Like, it's like, you don't know how, you know? Mm-hmm. Anybody else have any other quick quick thoughts about anything? Um, I just want to thank you guys for letting me be on Iron Lung. You know, I know. You're always on Iron Lung. You know, I was an asshole. Um, <laughs> you still are no, great. Yeah, that's not, that's not that's true. That's why I love you. Um, At all. But, no, like, I was joking before, but, like, in... Now that I think about it, Iron Lung did kind of save my life a little bit. Um, not my life because I wasn't going to kill myself, but I'd pro- I would probably still be in Jersey. Um, I would just be working and not be a person <laughs> like a. Not that I'm like a productive mm-hmm. person in society now, but I don't know. Like when I tell people I do improv, they're really impressed. <laughs> and then they want to know when your next stand-up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Tell me one of your jokes. Yeah. It's a bittersweet ending. It's a bittersweet symphony. You know how to play us out now, Marvin. Yeah. Final yeah. countdown? What? Um, yeah. Oh, no? That or bittersweet. bittersweet. But well, I'm the matchup. Who let the dogs out? Yeah. Um, uh, lastly, what's uh, what's next for some of the in- individuals? Do you want to go around or? Yeah, starting with well, you have Hey Rube. Hey Rube. Um, yeah, and then you're gonna be Dog Mountain Dog, Sketch. Dog, yeah! Dog Mountain. Woo! Yes, nice. we got three Dog Mountains here. I've been doing <laughs> more. Which Paul Trig- Trigiani says is the number one sketch. His number one sketch. Our birthday sketch. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dog Mountain. Dog Mountain shout out. So I'm going to be doing that sketch exclusively. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Hey Rube. And I have a couple of like, projects I wanted to do, like improv wise, that I may try to do. Okay. Secret. <laughs> Secret. Jess. 
Um, I have comedian deconstruction. Comedian deconstruction. I have not the not just comedy show, which is uh, like a deconstruction, but you're deconstructing <coughs> a musician this time. Okay. Um, and I think I want to form a house team for that, like a regular team for that that I want to call Circle Joke. Um, <laughs> just for the name, just for the name, and uh, I just think it's a great name, you know. And uh, I have my, I do an open mic, so I'm, I do lean very much more stand up, um, but I need the improv, I need to stay in the improv, like I just need that. So um, need it. I have to figure out how that works, and I, and it's going to be, yeah. So, but I want to see if this new show takes off because it's in a music venue, and I just think that it'll be an interesting way. And I love the deconstruction. I love the Armando, um, and it would be kind of interesting to do something different. So, cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna continue to write my novel uh, about Philadelphia. <laughs> and and, uh, no, but I'm gonna continue with Hot Dish, doing what I do. Yeah. Um, me and Corinne are gonna start doing some sketch together as Ebony and Ivory Sketch Group. Okay. Um, maybe some improv here and there, and then I don't know, maybe exploring some more classes and learning shit. So. Wonderful. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. I don't, I'm, Iron Lung's pretty much it for me as far as, like, being involved in the community. Um, You're also married into it. I'm also married into the community, (laughs) so I will continue to attend shows out of my wifely duty. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I might take up teaching math part-time. Okay. <laughs> oh my All god, right. that sounds hilarious. Math Can I get a suggestion of a number? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you? Well, Hot Dish, of course. Um, we'll be going to North Carolina next month. Um, cage Match. Maureen oh, yeah. and I are still hosting. I'm glad you that. didn't say it because you took everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and Marina are going to dabble a bit in sketch um also dog mountain dog mountain dog mountain shout out to dog mountain <laughs> um <laughs> and i'm gonna try to take classes in new york hopefully for free um but yeah i'm just how, gonna, tell me how that's gonna work now i applied to the diversity scholarship for no word yet no probably not till like mid-february mid-feb okay yeah um but yeah, if I don't get that, I'll probably go into a deep depression and not do improv ever. Um, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I think that's it. Simon? Uh, so I am uh, going to law school right now at Penn. Um, so that's good because lawyering is mostly just making stuff up. Um, but like, like on the serious, I think like uh, in in trial, like... It's theatrics. It's definitely skills that I've picked up here. So while I don't see myself doing improv in the near to not-so-near future, um, it's definitely something that's going to stay with me for my whole life. Good answer. Good answer. Mm -hmm. Um, What am I going to do? I'm going to keep taking classes, which I'm excited about. Um... I'm in this show for the for PIFA, the Philadelphia International Festival of the Arts, about time travel. Oh, God. Um, it's like a, it's it was an interesting company called Tribe of Fools, but they're developing it through improvisation, and then they, they'll script it from that. So it's a cool, like, sort of 
theatrical, like, overlap. Um, yeah. Taking classes, learning stuff. That's it. Hey, Rube. Hey, Rube. Yeah, and hey, Rube. <laughs> hey, Rube. <laughs> Me. Me. My turn? Oh. Yeah. Um, Davinger. Oh, I'm going to keep doing Davinger. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're having a lot of fun. We just won best yeah, new act in Philly nice. at the Woodout Awards. So. Bullshit. <laughs> we're very happy about that, and uh, those guys. I won't be going down to North Carolina, but those guys are. Um, we just took a a really cool workshop with Will Hines up in New York, and that was really great. But uh, I am gonna be. I'm back to school. I'm taking prerequisites for nursing school. And when when I get into nursing school, I won't have a life outside of that. But that's a little over a year away. So between now and then, I think I'd like to uh, I think I'd like to challenge myself and maybe maybe get up and do some stand up. Yeah. Um, write some write some sketches. I am coaching. Uh, I coach Cock Hat. Uh, those guys are really, really fun. Shout out to Cockhat. Yeah. They'll <laughs> be at, podcast. They'll be at our, our second anniversary show, and they're they're really awesome. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited to keep working with them. And I don't know. I kind of would like to do just like one-off duos or something. Just like maybe at the sideshow or something like that. We can, you know, I could I could mess around with somebody I've never performed with and just have fun. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to do something like that. Okay. Improv for hire. Um, <laughs> maybe do some more coaching. I think I'll be doing a free workshop for Fit mm-hmm. soon. I'll be uh, doing the free, free intro to, to improv. I'm very excited for that. Okay. Oh, nice. I might take it. Come <laughs> <laughs> out, uh, The show on Friday. Again, I don't know if it's gonna go up before then, but in the, in the event that it does, has you guys, of course, uh-huh. uh, and who else? Kid Sid- Twist. Sydney Gant. Sydney's hosting. Our host, yeah. Um, Cock Hat and Bed Savage. Yeah. And, and Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Yeah. Flat Earth? We have Flat Earth? Yeah, yep. we got Flat Earth. Nice. We got them! <laughs> I didn't realize we had Flat Earth. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I saw them building their, their props today. It's oh, going to be fun. Oh, this is going to be a great show. Yeah, the party's going to be great, too. And I love Bed yeah. Savage. Party afterwards. Words. Yes, party afterwards. It's been, it's been great. It's been real. Really. It's, it's been, been awesome. wonderful. It's been real, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to you. everyone who's ever seen a show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, for anyone who's ever come out to a show, thank you very much for supporting us. Yeah, thanks thank to you. everyone who's ever let us perform on their show, asked us to perform. And I would kiss Jen Curcio. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, 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 we all I would. would. That was a question, and I was just like, yeah. I would totally kiss her. Let's get that triple totally. kiss action going. We're on yeah. the same team. I don't want it to be weird. No. That may have been the only one that wasn't a bit. I've, I've kissed people on my team before. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. it. That's, uh, it's been a, a personal <laughs> pleasure uh, getting to know each of you guys. Oh, uh, and um, watching... I mean, I had you for 101. I had most of you for 101. Yeah. 101 uh, so a lot of you in 301. You're the only one I haven't haven't had anything to do with. So Dude, it's been I'm really cool. <laughs> it's been really cool being able to see you guys grow within uh, as a team and then also as a uh, as a individual in improv. Thanks for the shows, for the the good times, and for the friendship. 
Thanks for thanks for having us Thanks for having us tonight. Thank too. you for introducing us to the room. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Thanks for getting close. <laughs> Played out by a harp. Hello. Hello. Do you know that we're being recorded? Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> I am joined by Iron Lung alum, Iron Lung alum, Helen Quali, Helen Quali yeah. Jacquette. True. Yep, that's my right. name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I sat down with, with them last night, and we talked for a good while about a Aww. bunch of different things about the team, but I didn't feel that it would be complete without getting something from you. Um, so I just want to ask you a few quick questions uh, just to kind of throw it on at the end of the, the podcast. Throw it on at the end of the podcast. Um, a little and, bonus uh, section? Little, uh, okay. Yeah, a little addendum, a little uh, little freebie, if you will. That's all, all free. Right. All um, right. But, yeah, so what I started with them was, why don't you tell me what you did before Iron Lung, like um, as far as uh, getting involved with arts, uh, how you found the improv, things like that. Sure. Uh, I did improv in college. That's how I was first introduced to it. So I went to college in southern Wisconsin, like a really small school, and I auditioned for the college improv group, and I did improv there. And it was long form. It wasn't like short form. We did long form stuff. And I really liked it. I loved it. And then uh, life happened, and I didn't do improv again for a really, really long time. And, like, I went to grad school, and I did a ton of other things. I traveled. And um, so when I moved back to Philly, that was actually kind of something I thought about doing again because I had loved it so much back when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I signed up for a level one, which I believe, Mike, you thought I was in your level one. Or you 101, believe. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact. I know. You okay. were my teacher. Okay. I know this. Okay. Um, okay. And that's where I met a lot of uh, a lot of people who eventually we, you know, formed Iron Lung. A lot of us were in your level one, one on one class. So. Right. And that's kind of how I got back um, into improv. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now in that class, <clears throat> which yeah. I. I asked those, uh, the other people that were in the class, like Maureen and Carly and Dennis, uh, that they moved on to 201. So what my, 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 thought, uh, my question is, uh, like, teacher aside, me aside, because this question is not what did I do that was so good that, <laughs> that made you want to continue. The question is what was it about improv that made you want to uh, continue, or what was it about the class I- itself uh, that made you want to keep going? Oh, that's a great question, Mike. That's an award-winning question. Um, <laughs> well, you're <laughs> no, on an award-winning podcast. You're getting close <laughs> to Mike Barbeck's podcast without award winner. <laughs> no, I mean, it. it is a good question, uh, how you phrased it, because I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, I think I think what I liked about improv that made me keep going was that it was very different from anything else that I was doing with my time. You know, uh, you know, I work a lot, and my job is very serious. And this was a really nice release for me, and it felt really different, and it felt really good to just get out there and play. And 
So I really enjoyed that. And then it was a bonus knowing that everyone, or not everyone, but most people in your level one class said that they were signing up for level two. And I really gelled well with them. I felt really comfortable with them. And that's, that's huge, you know, feeling comfortable with people. Yeah. And so that's why I decided to sign up for level two. Was mostly I just liked, you know, fucking around. And then everyone else was signing up too, so I went for it. And I'm really glad that I continued that. And, you know, I took level three after that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's why I did it. Is that a good answer? Good. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's an award-winning answer. It's, oh, good. It's I'm glad I'm at the caliber of your show. It's important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So then you went you went from my 101 to Amy Rose. You were in Amy yes. Rose 201 as well, right? Yes, that's right. I went to Amy's 201. And how was that class? That was great. It was um, it, yeah, it 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 was really fun. It was different, you know. Your level one, it was, it was kind of reintroducing me to the whole world of improv, which I needed to do because sure. it had been so long and I'd basically forgotten everything, but maybe yes and. And Amy's was really cool because we started to kind of move outside that and do more character work, and I began to really think about, you know, what else we can do with this. I guess if if that's yeah. If that makes any sense? Okay, cool. I'm glad it made sense to someone. Um, yeah. And it was really fun to sort of just play play around. And, and that's how Iron Lung, you know, I think everyone else felt the same way. And that's when we started doing stuff after class. Uh, when you started doing stuff, you mean outside of class? Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, Iron Lung kind of came out out of Amy's 201, and I think that's because a lot of us wanted to begin exploring more what we could do. Yeah. What is your uh-huh. yeah. uh, recollection of how that team actually formed? I heard a couple <laughs> different stories last night, but I want to see what, what you have. I want to see if I can add add another one to uh, the pile of... Add another one? Well, my story isn't yeah. as... Um, I can probably date it if people are like, oh, when did we do this? I know the exact date that it happened. There were because, there were many arguments as far as timeline goes last night. So any chance you have to throw in an actual date to prove who's lying and who doesn't <laughs> know what they're talking about would be awesome. Well, I'd have to look it up, but I can tell you this, is that we had a 201 class, and I forget what day of the week it was, but I had to back out last minute and not go to the class because my boyfriend at the time was moving to Philly, and he called me that night and said he would be arriving a day earlier, and he was arriving during class when 201 was meeting. And so that very time when... This boyfriend, was that (laughs) your current husband? Yes. Daniel Jackett, friend of the podcast, Daniel (laughs) Jackett. Yeah, Dan was driving a U-Haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was driving a U-Haul into Philly. And so I skipped class, and I helped him unload a U-Haul. And then the next morning, Dennis sent me a message and said that, you know, a bunch of them had chatted after class and wanted to do this thing called Iron Lung. So it was... Uh, the which day at the Dan time was, was the Iron Lung. Yes, which, yes, exactly. And at the time was the Iron Lung. Oh, God, I forgot the about Iron, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was mid-January. That was like January 19th or something like that. Okay, so... What about the the name Iron Lung? Did you have 
was it already picked when you were when you were brought in? It was already picked. It was decided like it must have been decided the very first night they talked about it because I wasn't there that night and then the next morning I hear about it and it already had the name D Iron Lung. So yeah. it, we were not uh, one of those groups that really waffled, you know. We weren't. Yeah. It was Do you remember who named it? No, I don't remember who named it. Is well, there a dispute over that too? Right. Oh no. No, there was no. There it was. Excuse me. It was pretty unanimous. Oh yeah. Who named it? Uh, and that was Maureen. Yeah, I believe that. Maureen Costello. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to get into her reasoning for why she named it the Iron Lung, which was of course later Iron Lung. I will allow that uh, for you to listen through the uh, entirety of the podcast to find out. Uh, oh, so this is just like a teaser. So I have to go listen to it. Yes. There's a little bit of uh, issue with uh, how the name came about, but I think they ultimately settled that it was Maureen who thought of it and Maureen's reasoning, um, however flawed it was, uh, is is how it came about. So you'll have oh, to, I feel, listen to Yeah, that. I'll have to listen to it. I feel terrible. I didn't even know that. I remember what? when we were first talking about getting a coach and having a more structured practice. And it's it's just interesting to me is all, is that it, we had a really hard time figuring out who, like, who would coach us. Because I don't think that there was a real precedent set at that point in Philly for independent coaches. Does that make any sense? Or maybe we were just totally ignorant of it. That could be true, too. Uh, right, uh, exactly. So, yeah. How did you go about finding that coach? Um, I didn't really have a hand in it. I know some people were going to Incubator at the time, and, you know, Rick was running Incubator. And yeah. there was, a, like we were saying, you know, there wasn't a good precedent set up for finding an independent coach. And so I think, you know, Rick seemed interested in, in coming and, and helping us and, and coaching for a while, and I think, we thought, great, you know, someone's willing to help us. We're looking for some sort of structure. And so that's how that's how Rick joined us in late spring of 20, <laughs> what, 2011? 2010. 2010? Oh, man, my dates are off. Okay. Uh, no, 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 that would be 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2011? All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just yeah, through knowing him through Incubator and, right, and him being in, inter, interested because, like you said, like there wasn't a lot of, in, um, you know, free-thinking improv groups, non-affiliated improv groups that had structured practices and coaches. So I think that was sort of a weird thing for us to go out and try to do, or people, you know, yeah. thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah. and it was, yeah. it was good because it, it did help set uh, an example uh, for other, other teams uh, to – have coaches to have regular practices. Uh, try to set, up, <laughs> excuse me. Try to set up shows. Try to do this. Try to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It I think good. that's true because Iron Lung was was good. Yeah, I that's true because like I noticed. Well, at least I know Dan took fit classes afterwards, and that's how you know his class. He met a lot of people who eventually became Bed Savage. It seems like mm-hmm. there are maybe. If, you know, more groups now that are doing that, at least when I left there were, which is great. 
that there is sort of more of a an expectation or not expectation, but that's something people realize they can do. I think that's great. So. Yeah, uh, there have been, and as I said this uh, said this last night, there have been other groups that have formed out of classes, uh, but uh, Iron Lung is one of the first ones to really treat it as if it was a sanctioned sort of fit house team sort of uh, deal. Uh, so, yeah, and it's, oh, it's, I see. it's, it's still felt. Um, there, there, are classes, uh, there are groups that come out of classes now, uh, like you mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, the Hendersons, Fed uh, Savage, oh, right, yeah. I think that's came out of classes. Uh, yeah, Bet I think Savage, good. There's been two groups that I think Luke Field is coaching right now that uh, came out of different classes. Okay. Um, so yeah, Iron Lung was was good for for a lot of those a lot of those reasons. I think that's so great. I I I really work better with that sort of structure. So I think that's a great thing. Um, I hope other people are yeah. enjoying that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not you really the way. <laughs> yeah, pat on the back us. <laughs> and then all yeah, those teams are probably like, Who is Iron Lung? Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. They did plenty of patting themselves on the back last night. Oh, uh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, we're good at that. They sure did. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. So we talked about coaches, talked about uh you for Iron Lung, Iron Lung's impact. On the Philly comedy scene, on the Philly comedy scene, mm. um, what uh, what what were your thoughts on the Avente? On the Avente? Yeah. Uh, I really liked the Avente. I, you know, the more I come to do improv, the more I realize I really like having that sort of structure in terms of mm-hmm. performance. You know. Uh, I go kind of crazy with just the montage. So when it was suggested that we find a form, and I think this was for a sideshow, right? We picked a form yep. to maybe do a sideshow. Yeah. Uh, I really yeah, it was to uh, be done at sideshow. Yeah, it was like uh, our first sideshow. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it was one of them. It, I don't know if it was the first, but it was uh, it was the first in Ooh. a while. And that, if I remember correctly... Uh, I know the exact date that uh well pretty much the exact date. It was November seventeenth or eighteenth, uh, two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Well, no, two thousand eleven. Um because yeah. um, I remember that bill also had Ed Savage they made their premiere. Oh, okay. Um, cool. They they premiered at that show, that's right. Yeah, they that was their first show. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. Where Iron Lung premiered the Avente, which Corinne, yeah. for whatever reason, decided that it would be a big fucking secret from me. Uh, and everybody <laughs> went along with it. Uh, I love this. I totally remember that. Yeah. You had no idea. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was real awesome. That's the exact word I would use. I wasn't annoyed in the least. Uh, oh, Jesus. This is amazing. Yes, and that's when we premiered the event day. What were my thoughts on it? I really liked it. It was it was really hard. And 
we had a, essentially two forms of the event day we wound up performing, you know, like uh, right. yeah. there was the event day that, we, that Steve helped us with, that coached, and then we had the event day with Amy as well. And I don't know, maybe they've made a third event day since I've left. But it, <laughs> it was really cool to kind of like explore explore different ways of, of performing besides just, you know, I think before the event day all I knew was the Herald, really. And For every really year that it. Iron Lung is in existence, they discover a new event day. Yeah, a new event day. <laughs> I like that. that yeah, um, an event day yeah. for every year. I love it. I love it. I, I think the event day okay, so you, wound up really fitting us well, was right. all I was going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, there seem to be mixed reviews on the event day, both <laughs> forms of the event day, last night. Sure. Um, and Dennis chimed in saying that uh, kind of playing devil's advocate, as he said, uh, that he feels, <coughs> excuse me, that some of your best shows were the Eventae, um, either form of the Eventae. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. And not that we didn't have good shows before the Eventae. You know, we definitely did. But I think our energy, one of the best things about Iron Lung is its energy and we just had such fun energy and such fun playing with each other. And maybe this was just me because I'm a lawyer at heart, right? But I, I really liked the structure and how we were able to sort of focus our energies a little bit more within the event day mm -hmm. while yeah. still having fun. And we could still be a little goofy and go a little out there, but also play yeah. grounded scenes. So I really appreciated that. I, you know, I'm sure some people didn't, but I'm not them, so, yeah. <laughs> so I liked it. Yeah. Um, okay, a uh, couple quick, couple more quick questions. Uh, were you at the show, and I didn't get to talk about this last night, because uh, I forgot about, well, I had it in my head, and then, you know, there's eight people there, and I'm trying to balance things, and it just slipped my mind. But were you at the show where Kevin uh, and I, I were eating thing. at, yes, yeah, yeah, where he spilled the, what, what vinegar did he spill on himself? Uh, I think it was just malt vinegar, right? I actually wasn't there. Yeah. That's the infamous show, though. That was the Shubin show, too, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was so out. Yeah. But Where were you? I don't know. Not having vinegar someplace. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if I was in town or at work or what. But, no, that, that became infamous. He apparently smelled horrible to the point where, like, when we yeah. do Shubin shows, like the year later, they're still talking about it. <laughs> well, I missed out. It was, uh, yeah, I was, I was there, and it was, it was quite terrible. The whole theater smelled. Of Wait, malt like vinegar. you could smell it in the audience yeah. too? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really, really, awesome. really bad. Uh, and then <laughs> he had it spilled like on his pants, and it was very visible. Uh, and then I remember one particular scene where he was playing a dad or he was playing Santa. And he was, like, inviting him to sit on his lap. Uh, awesome. So in crazy. the malt vinegar. Yeah, it was. It was so gross. Um, now, the, the malt vinegar was the star of the show that particular night. It didn't matter what, how good the scenes were because the malt vinegar was stole anything. It was like working with a kid or a uh, a panda. 
That's awesome. Uh, I had no idea it felt that bad. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And I got to, I feel very fortunate and unfortunate because I was there when we were, because we I was at the heat with them. And then walking down, I saw the whole thing happen. <laughs> his whole reaction. And then, you know, what's he going to do? He's on his way to a show. He doesn't have a change of pants. <laughs> so the show must go on. Hey. And boy, well, I think that we all learned out. something that night. I'll bring extra pants yeah. or something. Emergency pants yeah. for Shubin shows. Yeah. I'm in case of emergency, bring other pants. In case of emergency. Um, or maybe there should just be a like ugly pair of sweatpants down in the Shubin. <laughs> yeah, just in case. <laughs> You'll love that, Mike. Real dressy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I wasn't there so to answer your question. Well, it, either way, I'm glad we got to uh, to work it in. Um, yeah. What do you think, and we talked about it a little bit, but what do you think, how long lasted two years? You you missed some of that time because, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you moved uh, and you got married and all that shit. Yeah, um, yeah whatever. But what do, you think, what do you think it was about Iron Lung? Because in pop groups, generally have a short lifespan. Uh, but this has been two years, and granted it's the, the last show for at least a good while coming up on Friday. Yeah. Um, but what is it about Iron Lung that you think, you think gave it the staying power that it's had? I think it comes down to the people. I mean, we just enjoyed being with each other, and we enjoyed playing with each other. And so all the little things that can become difficult with an improv group, like scheduling and coaches and, and forms and things, those were all, at least to me, like real peripheral, like because it was about enjoying yeah. spending time with everyone. So and I think I think everyone feels the same way, you know, it's it's been so sad to leave Ireland because they were just so lovely to perform with and to be around. So they were very much like an improv family. And and when you have that when you have that sort of chemistry and that sort of friendship with people, I think, you know, you want to perform and you want to keep going, despite all the, despite yeah. life that gets in the way. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my thought. Sure. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the team? Iron Lung, you guys were so much fun to play with, um, and I miss you lots from Minneapolis. So come on over here and play sometime because you guys are the best to perform it. They're my improv family. That's it. Wonderful. Okay, thank you very much for giving me the time to uh, get close with uh, Ellen Quali Jacquet on the Getting Close with Mike Morbag podcast. Um, <laughs> say hello to Dan for me. Dan Jacquet, friend of the podcast. I will. Uh, He's doing improv right now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's thank great. you so much you're, for you're having a, me. I really appreciate it. You got it. I will uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Mike. And that'll do it for the Iron Lung episode of Getting Close with Mike Marbeck. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely did. I hope you uh, hope you learned something about uh, the team. I hope if you're on an, on an indie team that maybe you got some something that you could use out of that, some inspiration, some advice. Uh, like I said, they did a lot of good stuff uh, without the the aid of any uh, theater behind them. Uh, they you know they did their they did their thing, um, whether it be at a bar or booking shows with with Polygon or Sideshow or Fit or wherever else, they made things happen. And you can too, Joe Indy team. Uh, So do it. 
Make things happen. Don't shy away from doing bar prob. Bar prob will make you a better performer. Like Jess said, it will help you uh, project. You have to reach uh, to the back of the room. You have to get that voice over a lot of drunks uh, over a hockey game, over uh, baseball playoffs. doesn't matter what it is. You have, to, uh, you have to perform. And then when you do get in front of an audience that is there to see you, how good is that going to feel? Uh, so yeah, I hope you got some inspiration from Iron Lung. Aria is kicking a ball around the room right now. You may hear that. Uh, and there it is. Uh, yeah, Iron Lung. I can't say enough good things about them. They really are second only to Asteroid in terms of my improv, my improv love and support over the years. Um, like I said, had many of them for 101, 301. Uh, I've been working with them kind of behind the scenes, almost in a consigliere sort of sort of fashion. And I repeat, consigliere to uh, to Iron Lung in a way. Uh, one of several, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss seeing them perform more regularly. I uh, hope you really did enjoy the podcast. I definitely did because I didn't just chat with a improv team, I got to hang out with a group of friends. And if this were a Facebook comment, uh, I know what comment would follow. And I'm sure those that follow me on Facebook would too, but I mean that sincerely. And I wish them all nothing but the best of luck uh, in their individual efforts uh, and anything that they should decide to do as a group down the line. Uh, The show is tonight, Friday, January 25th at 8 p.m., 1170 South Broad Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States of America, North America, Earth, Milky Way. Uh, Yeah, so go check it out. BYOB. It's going to be a real good time. There's a party that follows, and uh, lots of good times, I'm sure, will be had there, as well as bad decisions. Those are always fun. Next on the podcast, we have Roger Snare of Guilty Pleasures fame. Uh, This was a discussion that that took place uh, last month sometime. I've been hanging on to it uh, to try and um, build up a couple podcasts so I can release them a little more regularly. And that will be up uh, next week or possibly the following week. I'm going to try and maybe do two a month, uh, two weeks apart. And that is a very interesting conversation, to say the least. Sitting in on that podcast is Brendan Kennedy, a friend of the podcast, Brendan Kennedy. Uh, So look out for that as well. And yeah, that's all I have for now. Thanks for listening. And thanks for getting close.